You being so reclusive and everything is probably only going to make people more interested in your music. Yeah. What a drag. In somewhere. I'm really, really hungry. Could you smell it all the way from LA? We're gonna have so much fun together. We gotta go right now. Come Is that the really good stuff? Precisely. I bow. you don't <laughs> okay welcome to moving night extravaganza it is episode 62 only lovers left alive the jim jaramish movie uh i think that was a that was a really fucking good trailer i think yeah uh, it kind of got yeah. you really like, got you right into it i think i was gonna say that um, the it's madman which is an australian company so they're pretty good like I used to work, uh, when I was in publishing, I used to work in the same room as the movie guys. So, as that, at Mad Men. It was oh, such a great company. Were they, uh, were they distributors that were, like, independent distributors? Or were they, uh, like, the that, that, that company? They're like the art house distributors, basically, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they do, like, Yahoo Serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> And they do like anime and other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they do all the like art housey films and films that go to festivals and stuff. I feel like A I feel like A24 has taken over that role in the last couple of years. Um 
yeah treats them like that because everybody like treats them like they're a production company and they're really not they're literally no. just a distribution company it's, yeah they're like they're yeah. like oh that a24 vibe and it's like yeah that's incidental, okay. that's incidental you, you, you mean independent film oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean to be fair that there's kind of a vibe for uh that that across their movies but i just think it's a trend that, that it's, it's, a, it's a vibe yeah. across movie making anyway whatever yeah. we're some introductions let's get into it <laughs> yeah. they do the they do the bisexual lighting that's where it all comes exactly. from the a24 yeah, factory yeah, all, um that's what I'm right, joined by Janderworld. Established. <laughs> I'm joined by Janderworld. Uh, you know, vampire slayer. Um, uh, this movie didn't have a vampire slayer, by the way, which is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. You'd think that there would be somebody that was like at least knew like, like, vampire. An inept vampire slayer, Jim Jarvis style. Like he always has that kind of like inept character that somehow has a position of power. Um, yeah, and not in this movie. I guess the vampire slayer is really just the humans, isn't it? The zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of killing the. We're we're the real. Who are the yeah. real vampires, man? Um, yeah. Joined also by Protonic Reversal and Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Conan Neutron uh, out with a new uh, clip today from uh, from This Is Revolution. We really yeah. went off for two minutes about uh, Spotify. It was uh, <laughs> it was less than two minutes, and it was more than just Spotify. To be explicitly clear on both yeah, counts, but I appreciate the intent nonetheless. Also, out with a new record. That's it's it's only been a week and a half, and uh, technically speaking, we don't even have them in hand yet. So uh, far more important too. <laughs> right, <laughs> go listen to that on Bandcamp because it is not on the other services right now, and it won't be for quite some time. And that is deliberate. But yes, happy to um i was i was frantically trying to make myself into conan non-reclusive musician neutron but that's too many characters which says a lot about <laughs> me i suppose <laughs> and we talked about this great movie <laughs> yeah we're also joined by renee rune uh you know movie reviews at the night shift uh smells like girl podcast and rune agency um resident uh you know tomorrow tomorrow uh you know liver because you know it's tomorrow in australia right now and, and it's saturday um <laughs> Some people yeah. just live for today. Renee lives for tomorrow because she's literally already there. Give us the full report. <laughs> yes, I, I really, I really like that one line. That's like uh, in this movie, that one line where she's like, "Oh, I might have been born at night, but I was born, but I wasn't born last night." Last I feel like that that's was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a that's a Jim Hightower line. Like, like I just love I the fact that like this last line um, made my housemate watch it as well again because he had never seen it. It's the only John Michelin he's never seen. So I was like, cool, let's do it and re rewatch it again. And yeah, I did say, had a little lull at Santa Jokes. I was looking out for just some of the ones that um, Forrest had mentioned yesterday that I already knew, but like had actually forgotten about until I, you know, rewatched it and then was like, yes, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good. This, uh, this 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 movie this movie is really interesting I think because I mean the vampires feel uh, more like fleshed out I think really than than any other I mean because we kind of have like this this uh, canon and we'll get into this at some point because I have a um, a clip of uh, Jeremy talking about like the chronology of different vampire movies right because vampires kind of as an, as a concept have been around since like the beginning of time just the idea that something could be uh, like hiding in the shadows willing to drain your blood and I mean vampire bats exist you know like leeches they used to put on your skin to like suck the blood so it's kind of been a, a thought i think people have had for a very long time i mean vlad the impaler the uh the famous he's canceled of course vlad the impaler um, <laughs> and of course there's this Dish. pumpkin song where he goes andy world is a vampire 
I was gonna do a whole Vlad the Impaler bit, Andy. You just deflated oh. it. <laughs> or, I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear your Vlad the Impaler bit. No, I'm over it now. That's yeah, fine. It's too late. Fine. I ruined it. It was. It was the cancellation. There was gonna be a thing on impaling and whatever. It's over. Moment passed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think that that's uh, it's, it, you know, that's all notable, right? Like, it, like this is a, a subversion of the norms of vampire movie movies that, uh, uh, very intentional and, and like in a way that. What if vampires were a vibe? Right? It is maybe a good what way if, to put what it. What if vampires were kind of like bored existentialists, pretty much? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the yeah. what are you gonna what are you gonna do for eternity? Like you're you're here for eternity, at least until you get blood poisoning, which is kind of a hilarious fucking thing that they include in this movie that like you know, like the blood is contaminated. Like we're just like it's like we, we think about our like how we ingest chemicals constantly. We think about how we ingest no, I mean a lot of people ingest drugs, like we're in the middle of like the opioid epidemic, like all these different things. And it's like, of course, vampires will be affected by that too. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all these preservatives and chemicals and, and whatever that and then like AIDS and other bloodborne illnesses that that uh uh kind of cropping up more recently than than uh, in the past. Yeah. yeah. It's also really funny that um that you mentioned it is uh it, uh like the Australian distributor because um they mentioned like the water wars a lot in this movie and that's something that you know comes up a lot in like Mad Max at least the you know Fury Road like it does like yeah 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 <laughs> well, it's gonna come up a lot more elsewhere pretty soon the way we're yeah. going <laughs> hey everybody that's all the time we got see you later <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go fight for that water yeah, don't forget don't look up. <laughs> um anyway not to be a bring down my bad <laughs> no but so I, I don't know i find it i find it interesting i think that you know um jim jammer is someone who's very uh attuned to that kind of thing right like he's you know i mean a lot of his work has been like environmentally centered and like you know um, kind of reaching back to like these these past uh these past ideas and like i don't know I, I think that he's a he's a director that's very attuned to that so the fact that his vampires would be like oh no like you know the climate's eroding and and people are like you know like there's something that's happening to you when you have to like drink blood of somebody that you know because we're all kind of pumped with antibiotics we're all pumped with like chemicals we're all pumped with you know all kinds of things that like if, if that did affect your vampires i mean his vampires are kind of sen sensitive vampires really like indie movie sensitive vampires because like even even the way that they process blood is completely like is completely sensitive to everything that's in the blood <laughs> yeah it's also yeah, making I the frogs gay, it. people. Making the frogs gay. The water. It's in the water. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine vampire Alex Jones. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> kind of Adam and I go, oh, yeah, I feel like Adam would be, like, that's what I would be like if I was a vampire. Right. Like, I would be all, like, broody and, like, oh, you know, like, even though I've lived through this and watched humans fuck up repeatedly while I've been here, like, still depressed each time that they keep doing it you know like i read um that um jim jamush said that oh, i can never say his name the proper way but um that he said um I like adam is better than better than That's how I was yeah, like, <laughs> we just call him jj around here okay <laughs> pretty tight so um jj baby yeah. how's it going <laughs> The only JJ acknowledged by this show, except for Cloverfield. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so Adam is 500 and Eve is 2000, supposedly. That's the well, really? chronological. Okay, so there's an age gap. And then Eve is like, yeah, so Eve's super. Well, you could kind of tell that, I thought, from the start, that she was clearly the elder in the group. 
She also um, says something then, like, you weren't there for the tar Tartars, you weren't there for the plagues. Like, she has that whole line where she lists a bunch of stuff that he wasn't around for. So I did yeah, get there was an age gap, I just didn't know that that was the, the chronology of it. Yeah, yeah, so apparently that's the, yeah, chronology. So then Eve, that I don't, I'm assuming, because she's talking about 60s and 70s and stuff, so she's like, the reason she's yeah. so disgusting is because she's so young and, like, loves that stereotypical yeah. vampirism, like, that they are so, like, kind of, like, repulsed by... Cause it's like ew that's like when you when you're a brand new vampire ew. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah that, that's basic that's basic vampire business yeah you know, yeah we are not that and i love like the two like i was thinking about this yesterday like the two, how the um opposites are so strong in this film so like you've got um everything is very 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 like you either have you have black and white and even adam are always very contrasting she always has white on he has black yeah. on like and then as you get towards the end of the film you notice that both of them when they're on that plane heading back to tangineer that they, they both are all white and then like it's kind of like you know and the scenes where they're in bed together and from above they're like a puzzle piece and they're all white and there's like even the gloves like obviously like there's um the scene when when Eve arrives and she comes inside and there's a deliberate shot to the side of the front door where she takes her white gloves off and places them on top of Adam's gloves on the side table. Yeah. Sitting there and there's a like whole, a and there's a whole, and we'll get into this because I have a clip about it, but there's a whole thing about the gloves and uh, it's actually very intentional that you have to actually, number one, you have to be invited into a vampire's house. Like when they say it's, it's bad luck, like the, like, uh, Jeremish really did want to have it be like kind of bad luck if you if, if you yeah. kind of just enter without permission you can't just go into a vampire's house you have to just kind of right. ask to go into the house and then you have to have the other vampire remove your gloves so it's like a yeah. custom that like yeah. you know I mean I don't know if there's anything like he didn't specify whether there's something that actually happens to you if you don't respect those customs I guess not because you know uh, Ava's in there and just kind of hanging out but she's like kind of sick the whole time too well I mean that, yeah. that is part of vampire lore too but but yeah, it's, but it's actually sort of expanded upon here. Like it's actually yeah. given like you know instead of being like oh you have to do this thing why we don't know like it's yeah. it's and it's we still don't know the whys but we have no. some more details of the hows which I think is interesting. Well, yeah, he, he, uh, Jeremy invented the glove part of it. Uh, that yeah. was he wanted yeah. to add something to vampire that's, lore. That's, that's yeah. I was talking about the being invited in part. Not yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a long and and they, and they make that joke. They're like, oh, you really think that garlic can uh, you know is bad too? Like. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like this burn it all down, like yeah. uh, younger philosophy, where it's like you don't really have to follow these customs anymore. Like we're vampires, we're chilling, and you know they're very rigorous yeah. about it, which makes a lot of sense when you when you realize that you know uh, you're kind of going through life, and if you see blood, like all of a sudden you're fucking uh, blood fervor kicks in, kind of. You know what I mean? Like a shark, like. So it's like it kind of makes sense to kind of have these ritualistic uh, things, kind of like someone with like severe anxiety or like, you know, someone that is like OCD almost like, you know, what I mean, like you have to kind of uh, continually watch yourself and regulate yourself and make sure that you don't kind of have an episode in the same way. Yeah. And, and, you know, they have to kind of watch themselves to make sure they don't go into fucking blood frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I feel like there's this kind of like, especially, you know, that there's this connotation of like, we're not animals, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's like, just control yourself. Like, you know, with Ad Adam so disgusted in Eve, like, and just like, cause she, she brings, she brings like the, you know, the vampires down to this pathetic level, like kind of thing that they're just mere animals surviving. And, you know, obviously even Adam, are, you know, very much like living this, you know, 
very well-established, like quite, you know, studious, like very like eccentric life and know all these people and, you know, they're very like la-di-da. And Definitely I think- has a, in this house, we believe, uh, science is real. Uh, yes. You know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, yes. he has he has all this water. Water is life. Like he has he has that sign on the front of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, it's like I mean, the the obsession with Tesla, like constantly talking about all of that. Like, you know, there's like this, you know. But the one thing I loved is that like he's there's you've got two polar opposites again. You've got Adam, who's like very obsessed with everything from the old world, like and everyone there and you know everything's analog like even when he's like talking to her on skype you know he has it run through like a like an analog crappy ass little yeah that's, that's one of the funniest and parts like, of the whole movie yeah <laughs> like, like all the wires yeah <laughs> can we talk about great. that like she's she's trying she's using an iphone right and like is what we would consider an, an but this is what i'm saying right so you have but he two. cobbles it together he cobbles together yeah. like like this incredible rube goldbergian apparatus to do exactly yeah. the same thing that you can just do to do buy it. a fucking iphone yeah and i love yeah, that she exactly. calls him she calls him my little pack rat yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Just such a cute. You know, he is. He's like, you know, no, I'm cobbling this, and look at me. I made my little light thing because I don't want to be modern. And then you have her, who's like iPhone, and she's like, oh yeah, music fun. Like, just enjoy it. And like, she's just, and even with the icy poles, when she introduces him to an icy pole, it's like, she's this. She's so like open to like moving forward and like what the future people are doing, and he's really like stuck. Back. By the way, I, I used to have, well, I still have them downstairs. There's this big freezer in my house and uh, we would like collect like all these boxes of popsicles and we'd have them in a thing. The the blood popsicle looks exactly like the fucking strawberry popsicles I have in my fridge. <laughs> I'm never going to fucking eat those again. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 grab negative, darling. <laughs> don't, don't, don't grab the wrong one. So a yeah, couple things. Big fans of pure steel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> An observation i think adam is very much a guy that uh would have he would you would never hear about from him directly of course but would have thoughts about analog recording versus digital oh 100 yes, <laughs> about it and would discuss at length with you uh additionally getting back to the um the vampires being invited in i kind of like that like it's sort of like oh we can do it it's just a bad idea like don't yeah do and i think that that's also interesting because like this movie takes a lot of those vampiric norms if you will and does kind of turn them on their head but also sort of like yeah it's not a big deal it's kind of interesting to me that oh yeah maybe it's because it's so rare but when they drink blood it's like heroin okay yeah. well that, that makes dinner time yeah. a whole new experience but uh but the idea also the the ethics of it right like that if you drain blood from someone like oh you know she could have at least turned him right like yeah that. yeah and 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 um, at the end of it, it's kind of funny that they're like, oh, we're still not animals. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to devour these two um, people in Tangiers and like, you know, these beautiful young kids. But you know what? We're, we're going to do it ethically. We're going to make sure to turn them. They'll be vampires just yeah. like us for all eternity. Like yeah. lo- locally sourced. Make that statement. Yeah. I think it's brilliant where, where she goes. Like, she's like, oh, that's so 1500s of you. Yeah. Or the, the other thing is, the other thing so, is, is kind of uh, human beings kind of coming out of the wilderness at the same time that uh you know vampires were because obviously they are originally human beings and like it's interesting that when they're talking about like um oh well you know we're civilized now like mm. you used to just kind of be able to throw somebody into the river and everyone kind of had tuberculosis and they were like floating in there so you kind of just like the ethics of just uh, do it yeah 
Yeah, well, no. the, ethics, the ethics of vampirism kind of changes throughout history because there are times where people are just kind of being, uh, you know, just destroyed into like pieces and, and killed and thrown into rivers. And, you know, sewage doesn't, I mean, sewage is just flowing through the cities. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's all these different, and like as uh, things get more civilized, it's like, no, we have to change up. We have to get more civilized. Like we have to become these, uh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, this, the shock on Tillerson's face when they um, throw the body into like that, just, that you know that pool of acid yeah, that's just around, yeah. and she's Very just like, beautiful. oh, <laughs> and she's a vampire, but she's like, oh, she's like, like that right. was visual. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just happened, no. right? Exactly. <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's like it's like bringing. I think this is to me anyway the more realistic kind of modernized vampire in a way. Because there's like struggling with their old ways, but also new ways, and it kind of actually attaches that. Whereas all I think most of the modern vampire films, um, they they launch straight into modern, and there's no discussion, or they're still stuck in the oldie days. Like yeah, the, yeah. You know, what what uh what year did, what year did uh, Twilight come out? Two thousand nine as a movie. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah. So, so this is kind of on the heels of of this, uh, you know, this van like th this vampire craze, I guess, that happens, right? Like a, a very weird, sanitized Mormon version, where it's like, no, we can't have sex till we get married, and I turn you like the, yes. that weird, and, and that is the modern iteration, right? Like he's just going yeah. to school like seven hundred years later or whatever in high school, which, which like problematic as fuck, bro. Why are you hanging out around high schools? But you know, yeah, yeah. and he's like, I'm like, well, uh, however, thousand years or whatever. It's like you creeper. Yeah, it's like, it's like the vampire um, Matthew McConaughey. Age gap, age gap. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's like, good. He's rolling up. Yeah, like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's <laughs> what. Men on a play with these girls. That's what I like about high school girls. I get older. Wait, I stay the same age. They get... <laughs> it is, it really is. I stay the same age and they stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It is. It's creepy. And, like, you know, obviously that 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 franchise has, like, like Boris said, you know, it's a cleaned up kind of, you know, it's got all this Mormon propaganda going on. But it also, it's, you know, very teenager as well. We haven't kind of had a in betweener, I guess. Yeah. That's something. I was in. I was in. Uh, I was in. Uh, like, I got. Like I got like. I got like in trouble when I was like sixteen or like sixteen, and I ended up going to, like the school, and the only thing that they had was like a just, like a bookshelf or whatever, and I was like there for like almost like a year, and I and I read all four Twilight books while I was there because there wasn't really that much to read there. So yeah. like I don't know. So I so I like got deep into the Twilight lore at this fucking residential placement for like a few months and was like, oh well now I know all about this. I wish I like didn't, but like it was it was yeah. weird. The books were fucking weird. I haven't watched the movies, but like the books were fucking weird. weird. Yeah, and I, I watched the like I did I watched the first one because I was like people going on about it, people going on about oh what okay, oh I'm gonna give this a shot. I waited until all it you know it was like done in theaters and like it was all you know whatever and i thought okay i'll watch the first one i have never laughed so hard in my life the <laughs> acting is so horrendous everything about it like translate horrendously on film like yeah. by the way so i only i only prefaced my thing with this story because i read all four of the books and i if i said no, it any no, other way and i was just like oh i was bored and i read all four twilight books 
You know, yeah. it would have been a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a paycheck for Eddie Gathecki, so I'm not going to complain about those movies at all. Like the books, and I'm like, what? You know, okay, but like people that I wouldn't pick, and I've actually liked the books, and I'm like, they weren't. I mean, they weren't the worst thing in the world, but they were like, they were weird. It's it's yeah. what you would expect of like a, a Mormon a Mormon woman that's kind of uh, I guess uh, exploring that world while also kind of trying to bring it into like a, a more of a magic thing. Yeah. I guess it's, it's what you would expect from that. I think. Yeah, she was in her forties or something, so she was like a housewifey type Mormon, and it like <laughs> like really weird to be writing about teenagers. And then these teenagers, they, oh, they bang so hard once they were fucking married. Yeah, and then yeah. the whole imprinting on an infant. <laughs> yeah. Thing. And then, yeah, the imprinting oh. in that last <laughs> yeah, what happened? What happens if you get divorced? Well, I guess you don't, you just don't get divorced. What happens if you get divorced and then you've yeah. been turned and you're like, guys, guys, I have actually <laughs> my entire life avoided being in a conversation about Twilight. And I'm right just pulled it up for you. So, if you want to show me Titanic against my will, then we but wait. So, so I, had, I had a point with this actually that I was trying to <laughs> okay. get. To. All right. So, so this is so that's like 2009, I guess. Um, the movie yeah. version of what I mean, and right. Um, and then you have obviously when in the 80s, right? Uh, that's when Anne Rice is writing and uh, doing the Lestat, uh, you know, interview uh, the vampire, all those the vamp- vampire, yeah. uh, what's the what's the name vampire of the vampire diaries, yeah, I think, it, right? Or, yeah, is, yeah, the vampire that's diaries, what I, I think it's the series. That's what I thought it was, but then I then I was like, no, it's the princess diaries you're thinking of, and like I doubted myself. <laughs> But I mean, so that so that one. Where's that, that mashup? Anyway, that one's interesting too. I think, right? Because I mean, I, you know, they make fun of it endlessly in Preacher, and that's when I first found out like Anne Rice existed. Like I didn't, I had no reason to look up her work before that. But like reading Preacher, like it's kind of almost this like parody of a of a of a van. Like it's like someone that's like because Tom Cruise's like character in, in at least the movie, like when I've seen it, is kind of like he's oh, yeah, living he's almost as that. if he's like a. He's almost yeah, like a libertine. He's like a libertine from like the 1800s or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's right, one of his better know. movies. Yeah, yeah, better performances. Yeah, I'm not a ten, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan at all. I despise yeah, him. I had no idea. But I think he's brilliant in that film. And yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it's like I even, tomorrow. Good. I can watch that film and not even hate. Like I'm just like okay. Like he's got a couple. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. So it's like yeah, even yeah. a blind chicken finds a kernel of corn now and again. You know. <laughs> well. well so, all right, so so that's that's one touchstone, and then I, I think that also, I mean, uh, after watching Jim Jarmusch talk about this, I wanted to make sure that he was talking about this, but they make a reference to, uh, it's there's such pretentious references, and it's so funny that they are. But like, first he has Doctor Faust, which is like the the Faustian bargain <laughs> with the devil, yeah. but then he also has Doctor Caligari, the Caligari, guy calls him, yeah. which is uh, you know, the first horror movie ever made, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. So, and Not and the first, and, but well, it's like well, one it's, of those, yeah. Um, actually. For <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like the most iconic for like longer, it long was, form. Yeah, it, it's groundbreaking. It, it, it's um, uh, was it Salvador Dali directed that, right? I I believe so. Wait, or he did the uh, the art design for it at least. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen it. So so he I didn't he it. didn't direct it, but hold on. Uh, it was directed by Robert Ween. And written by Hans Janowitz. Uh but uh, I'm trying to see if he's on the even on the. I thought he did the art design for it. I know, but it's still an incredible movie. Uh, it is, you know, absolutely. So they go out of their way to reference that, and also, I mean, you know, the most famous vampire movie in the beginning of it is uh, Nosferatu. I think before before Dracula, I guess, and and you know. it's the, most, it's the most famous vampire movie ever from *Dust Till Dawn*. 
But I'm, <laughs> I love yes. that movie. But, yes. but I do too. So, so that movie is just kind of the same way that this is kind of incidentally. I had a friend who'd never seen it and didn't know anything well, about the movie going in. And, and Quentin Tarantino wow. doesn't say the N-word one time. <laughs> and, we admire yeah, no, they spent the first half of the movie going, oh, I hate these kind of movies. Why are you making me watch them? Like, trust me, you're going to love it. And then, like, the second half of the movie going, this is the best movie ever! Right, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even the second half. Yeah. It's not even the second half. No, it's no, the it's last not. third. It's the last yeah. third of the movie suddenly becomes a vampire movie. I remember watching that and being so fucking blown away because I watched the first two thirds are not that. And then all of a sudden there's vampires <laughs> like, where the fuck did this come from? I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it lands a surprise in a way that uh, M. Night Shyamalan would uh, be enviable of. <laughs> wait you can yeah. just add vampires fuck no yeah. I mean, wait tell me i should but do that no, with the island the old uh, is that what it is with the island i haven't even seen it but but it's great that that you can actually have oh, some, like, yeah, i've seen that find somebody not knowing the twist go. and just watching it with it's them it's just, old, <laughs> do that do that if, if you've not seen the movie just go ahead there, there's no vampires Turn this the off and go do that well <laughs> this spoil this um no, so so I I wanted to just kind of go through this. Uh, I mean, I have a clip of the chronology that uh, where you know. Um, so these are the vampire um, movies that yeah, are around yeah. at the time. Like these these are the like people are thinking of vampires. I mean, I remember that meme of like Blade hunting the kids from Twilight. Yeah. You know, like that was a thing at yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, cool people like you know because Blade is awesome. Uh, <laughs> just and, watch the trilogy. I mean, and actually, those are better movies than people give them credit for. Frankly, I love Blade. I mean, the first yeah. one you've got, you know, I mean. That just that scene on the dance floor with Tracy Lords is fucking amazing. It's pretty great, and and oh. also I love that in Blade Three they get a cameo by Blade. That's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Ryan Reynolds movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. It also gives you the iconic uh, crying, crying uh, Wesley Snipes, where he's yeah, he's yeah. through his eyes and he's the. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but these are the vampire movies that are around. The the idea of what a vampire is or should be is kind of like changing culturally. And these then you also have are the vampire Slayer, movies. You know, just, That's my. Yeah, these are bad movies, but vampire movies version. Just just to put that in the zeitgeist too, which which honestly. The vampires from Blade are, are not that far off from what they are in, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Because it's like self-aware. You know, it's a little more different, funny. but but you know, yeah. you know, for the most part, like like the 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 uh the way everything functions is is more or less the same. Yeah. Definitely. So anyway, that that's I was I was tempting to reset that up, not do a side conversation. Sorry, Forrest. But anyway, that, that, <laughs> no, that's what was going on. What's the deal with vampires? That's what was going on at that moment in time. <laughs> so this is uh, there's, I, I have two different. Clips you can't even those. suck blood in the college campus anymore. Okay, completely <laughs> <laughs> done. By the way, Jerry Seinfeld, most famous uh, age gap, uh, you know that you've never heard of, is he was dating a 17 year old who was still in high school and he was 36 or something. Oh Jerry wow! Ooh. Yeah, Damn, um, and then he broke up with her because she went to college. <laughs> All right, so this is this, I have two different clips of, of uh, talking about this chronology, but I think it's interesting because they really did think about it. Um, you know, because you could just kind of make a movie like this and not necessarily think about it as deeply as they did. I think. I like yeah. how Tilda Swinton could also be an attractive woman and an attractive man at the same time. And yeah. she also be uh, also oh, be kind of Margaret Thatcher and Snowpiercers are like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, she's very she's also, we'll very, like, she's also ageless. Like sometimes you'll see her and you're like, yes. hang on, she's like, how old is she again? And you see her another time to be like, hang on, she's old. And then you'll see her again and you're like, no, 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 she's young. 
how the fuck old is she? Like, it's, yeah, you can't. And she literally, she literally is a vampire. She literally is. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's a. Let me, let me put, let me, let me do this. Let me, let me, let me do this. thing in this film where later on in the film, they do actually give her makeup that makes her really old and they do that Zoom thing. And you're like, oh my God. Because yeah. we looked up and we're like, yeah, she's like 60 something. Really? Don't look it. Yeah, she's like 61 or something, I think. The Jason's got in trouble for commenting on a woman's age on air, so maybe we should be talking about that. Yeah, you can do it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying together, actually. Trying to live, obviously, but also trying to live and stay together. And um, and that was an interesting kind of cat's cradle that we had to 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 drum up. Mm. Mm. And they cover their mouths because they have some pretty intense teeth. Um I guess. And what's with the gloves? Oh, well, the gloves was just, um, you know, we had this, as I say, we came with our Martian's eye view. We were able to create our own lexicon, our own series of traditions, our own series of, of uh, you know, of vampire lore. And so we had this etiquette around our hands being covered and there being this moment when you are invited into someone's house. You have to be invited into another vampire's house and they take your gloves off for you. It's just a, you know, another planet. Because yeah, all these mythologies, they come kind of arbitrarily throughout vampire lore, garlic, reflection in silver or a silvered mirror, um, the, the cross, uh, all of these things. But it's funny if you study vampire films the first time any fangs are even visible in a vampire film isn't until the 1950s in a mexican film el vampiro and uh but this is not true in nosferatu or vampire or even count dracula the universal film with bela lugosi so these things change so we wanted to have one that was our own so we had the gloved hands thing and I like very much in a scene where Anton Yelchin, they're in a rock club, and he tries to, you know, he says something like, wow, you guys got such cool gloves. Like, where do you get them? And they, they, there's no answer at all. He gets no answer. So they just look cool. But you know, I wasn't really joking when I said it depends what street you go on, they would stick out. I know many streets that, you know, they would be, you know, really at home. And for some people, this is a vampire film. For some people, it's a fairy story. And for other people, it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, like Tilda Swinton. <laughs> that's awesome. She's, she's I love so that. Good. Yeah, I mean, she's fantastic. I mean, that's yeah, no, she, she, she is my favorite period of David Bowie. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a clip where she talks about the David Bowie video that she did uh, for later on, but because I want to talk about the music later on. But um, I would, yeah, that, that's there's a lot to talk about there, but I think that's interesting that like him, uh, Jarmusch, kind of giving that thought to like what is known as vampire convention now are things that were not conventionally thought of with vampires until like you know certain movies brought that in. And yeah. El, vam El Vampiro or Vampiro, yeah. like. <laughs> Well, and, and the idea that, like, why shouldn't there be, like, some, like, weird custom that you wouldn't know unless you're sitting around, like, watching, like, a vampire in another vampire's house? You know, yeah. why wouldn't you know? Why would you, why would you know that? You wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I right. think that it's, I also think that it's um, important to note with this clip that uh, it seems like watching this, I mean, they didn't really talk about it that, that much, but it seems like Tilda Swinton was um, intrinsically involved in writing and 
uh, planning this out with uh, Jim Jarmusch. And I mean, it seems like the other actors weren't as as kind of uh, tied into that. It seems like um, yeah. you know, she seems very kind of instrumentally crafting the the character over the course of seven years. Believe it or not, I mean, it, yeah. it took seven it took seven years for Jarmusch to come up with a uh, a script that he liked. So yeah. there, there was there was seven years of him kind of trying to plan this out, not necessarily knowing uh, what he wanted to do with it, writing multiple scripts the entire time that he was doing that. Tilda Swinton uh, was cast in it because she, he was like, hey, I want to make a vampire movie, a Tilda Swinton vampire movie, which why wouldn't you want to make that? You know, they're like they're friends and like, you know, like, mm. of course you want to make that. So he so Tilda Swinton. Yeah. So when Jim Jarmusch is is like has I'm sorry, but he's he's like the quintessentially cool director. Like you think like you know Stranger in Paradise and like Down by Law. He was like when indie films meant something a hundred percent different than it does now. He was making films like that that were just undeniably cool, low budget, but super cool. And then as the budgets increased, they still were cool. You have like movies like Ghost Dog. And you have, and, you know, these other films that he they, they like have higher budgets, but are still like, what can I say about it? That was a cool movie. And who else is cool? Tilda, right? So it's like, hey, it's cool people doing cool things for a genre that, let's be explicitly clear, got pretty freaking uncool around that time. Yeah. And again, as the Twilight denier, I know we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I think I think it's interesting that, I mean, I because you brought this up for a second where you're like, uh, you know, we should talk about Tilda Swinton's, you know, you can kind of do a lot of things there. Like she can either be, you know, uh, like younger and attractive and, and or she can be old like you could do. And and I think another movie that does that is Snowpiercer and her relationship with uh, with Bong Joon-ho. You know, she calls him. I, I find it director so cute. Bond. She calls him. Yeah, yeah director <laughs> Bond. But um, but they have like like she she is his muse. Like in, at least in his early movies in in the United States, right? Like he you know he has movies in South Korea, but like he comes here and he does uh, Snowpiercer. He does I mean Ocho with her. And she does he, no, so it's like she's in a bunch of his movies. He treats her like a muse and is very respectful, and they have this working relationship. It seems like she has a very similar relationship with Jim Jarmusch, where it's like. Uh, they're yeah. friends. Like, it's not just like you're watching a movie where, you know, they're like, oh, let me cast Tilda Swinton. She's hanging out. Like, you know, she's, uh, you know, one of the most iconic actresses she is. But like, it's a, it's a, an intimate relationship where she kind of has, she plans out her characters and she plans out the script with these really fucking, like, amazing directors. But he's always kind of had that relationship with uh, people he's worked with. Cause, you know, go, go back to uh, his earlier films. John um, Lurie. <laughs> yeah. John Lurie, uh, Iggy Pop. Fishing with John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's he's got his, you know, sorry, Annie, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. I I mean, that was pretty much my point is that that he has this group of people that he's constantly, uh, you know, coming, you know, calling back together. And and as time goes on, it's it's almost like, you know, Nick Cave's band, you know, you know, just have to be vital. Bill Murray. You know, you know, he has the entire uh, Wu-Tang Clan. You can just call him up on the phone and be like, hey. (laughs) What's going on, Bill Murray? (laughs) By the way, I find it fucking amazing that Bill Murray still kind of hangs out with Wu-Tang Clan. Like, at least Rizzo and Jizza. Like, they're still friends. (laughs) Wow, they were friends offset. Love to see it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. But but it seems like it's, 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 so I think what you're going at is with this, it's kind of like a symbiotic relationship right like that like uh she's involved heavily with and maybe that's one of the reasons why she's so fantastic and everything she does that like she kind of yeah. becomes the character because he's so thoughtful about all the things around it and yeah. 
I mean, I thought I honestly, before I ever saw this movie, I, I thought it was going to be something totally different than it was. And it's way more intelligent, way more interesting and way more vibey than I expected. But I was like, ah, it's those vampires. I get it. All right. It's enough. And then I was like, oh, Jim Jarmusch did yeah. it. OK, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of their their style of, I guess, uh you know, vampire lore is, is, is very interesting because you, you have to start like your, your brain starts kind of going right. And you start thinking like, Oh, well you're kind of on earth forever unless something happens to you. Right. Like you're kind of in this for you're in this fraternity. Someone fucking turns you and you're just kind of chilling from then on. Like at what point, cause there has to be different phases of things. And you see that intrinsically in this movie because you know, uh, uh, Ava, like the, the young, like the, her sister or whatever, like her sister that, you know, um, it's like a younger vampire. It's totally different than being someone who's been here for so long. They've just watched like the rise and fall of, uh, you know, pretty much yeah. everybody. And uh, I think, I think preacher is another thing that kind of tackles that where it's like, you know, the immortality of it. And, and Cassie is not a vampire for very long. Like I think it's 120 the years. The boredom of it. The boredom yeah. of immortality. Especially, especially if you're someone that has like an addictive, an addictive personality, or if you're someone that kind of has these like, uh, predile- like a, predile- a predilection towards depression or like you know any of these like different mental uh you know because i don't think your 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 mind doesn't i mean your mind changes in the sense of like now you want blood yeah. but like but the the you know the things like because you're the same like, person you yeah. were before though and that includes the entire everything movie. all of your yeah. psyches and traits and behaviors you had when you were human so yeah, and and it's just it's fascinating that in this couple, like Tilda Swinton's character. I mean, and you know, it's probably because she's been around for longer, sure. But like, it also seems like she's very, uh, you know, like almost like hands off. She's like, well, you know, the future is coming. We kind of can't do anything about it. Let's just enjoy ourselves. We kind of have an endless yeah. amount of time. We can really, we can really do anything. Yeah. She embraces like, like I was saying, she, you know, with the phone and the modern stuff. Like she embraces whatever's going on as she's there, whereas he's still like stuck back in the oldie days, you know? Well, and, and yeah. And Tom Hiddleston, like what I like about his character though, is like, he has things where he knows there's things that he should maybe take care of or work on. Like when, yeah. he, when there's a scene of like, Oh, can I use your bathroom? Oh, it's out of service. Oh, still. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to get to it. And for him, it's going to be like, I don't care about that. It's not important to me. I'd rather. My man doesn't hear poop. Off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's literally not important to him, but he's also like, it seems like it's a nice moment for the character because he does seem to be genuine, like, oh, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Right? Like, I should do that, but I'm not going to. What I'm going to do is like go track a song or like, you know, whatever, brood in the corner, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We've all been there. I've done I, mean, the learn, learn I do all those things well, including fixing the toilet. Done, like, you know, and then, you know, it's like, I love that scene too. We were laughing at it last night. Like, yeah. The scene when, you know, when he comes in and he's like, I've got you the bullet, you know, and he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, great. And then he's like, um, you know, and then he, he gives it to him and stuff. And then he's like, oh, like, can I come, you know, want to do this or whatever? And he's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm I'm busy now. Like, and then goes in and right, it's like, yeah. <laughs> was and you, you were dropping off one bullet to them. And they're like, no, no, I'm busy yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to be real busy, tied up for the night. Yeah. Yeah, I think I should come in just, just. Just, I think it's coming in for a little bit. And yeah, why don't we, we hang out, actually? Why don't yeah. we talk about whatever's <laughs> yeah. on your mind right now? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, and a it's also a, it's a really funny detail that uh he like he made him sign a fucking confidentiality agreement, which yeah. you think is like you think you think about the fact that it's like oh well you know I mean maybe this guy's kind of a celebrity low key like his music kind of got out there whatever and it's like nah he's like a vampire like it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's more about the yeah and even let me, the, let me make sure that this is not something you could uh, litigate like let me make sure right. that yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. I can sue you when, when he says um I think well. The bit that I liked as well, before the wooden bullet, when he asked him to go and make this wooden bullet, and he goes, but I brought yeah. all those other bullets over. You right. know, <laughs> it's implied that, like, he's and well like, armed for some reason. Yeah. Come on, Adam. How many times do you do this? Every yeah. year you have an existential breakdown and decide <laughs> you're going to die because you can't live with this, you know, what's going on with these humans. Well, who doesn't have that at least once a year? I mean, you know, you, you have that in the <laughs> You know, like I, I I get it in. I mean, ironically, I get it in January and February, where I'm like, it's never, it's never gonna be warm again, and I freak oh, out. I'm like, it's never gonna be warm again. It's snowing. It's never, it's never gonna stop snowing. And then there's, you know, the spring. So I, I just like, and, and I, I have to keep supplying you with wooden bullets. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, bring over one wooden bullet, please. Thank you. I uh, can yeah. I just say that uh, Anton Yelchin's character in his that the job he has, which is basically fetch cool musical gear from around the world yeah uh, that's tony ash who plays in secret friends he was on the predator episode of course he he once mentioned that like that's a job i would like i would like to do and he's perfect for like scouting out that and what's what i love about this film is all the stuff he gets is actually stuff that a musician would be like hell yeah yeah. That's awesome. Like it's legitimate. It isn't like the kind of thing where they like, oh, we made up a thing and put it in. Come on. Like it's all like and even when he says, like, you know, uh whatever, mother of toilet seat for the for the back, it's like that's the thing with those guitars, is they do kind of look like you know, it's the same material. And that's one of the reasons they're so amazing because they sound great, but there's like no reason why it should work. And like little intricacies and details. I mean, and Jim Jarmusch, he does make music himself, but he's also just very much a rock and roll director. I mean, I think that's that's evidence in like a lot of his work. But the fact that they they throw in that and have it be so authentic that you get an immediate idea of what those guys' relationships is, which is that like this is a guy that doesn't want to leave his house ever or see yeah. anyone because his heart is so broken. Because ultimately he's he's depressed, but he's an optimist. Like he wants humans to do better. He gets excited about scientific innovations and things like that. But yeah, what yeah. he does is like, he knows like, well, I can make this music. I don't want anyone to hear it, but I can like do it for the sake of doing it. And I got all this money. I don't care about it. Like I can, you know, this guy seems okay. I guess I'll give him like a gigantic billfold full of money to go find cool stuff for me. Which basically is like probably what I imagine Keith Richards does. Anyway, and it seems like yeah. kind of the people, <laughs> yeah. that, the people that are vampires kind of have a predilection, predilection or whatever. Or like, like you know, they're, 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 that kind of thing exists because like the Christopher Marlowe character, right? Like John John Hurt's uh, John Hurt character, yeah. yeah, yeah. So his character in it, um, which is a real thing that you know a lot of Shakespeare's work uh, is is you know there's these con like these conspiracy theories at least that it was probably written by the actual Christopher Marlowe, but um, which is kind mm -hmm. of a funny detail to throw in there, but um. You know, it's like this creativity, right? Like it's kind of these people that are burning with a passion for creativity and then stuck here for eternity. And it's like we can't like I, I it's cute when uh, Tilda Swinton's character is kind of just like like Eve is like, Oh, couldn't we just like drop a little hint once in a while? And he's like, No, yeah. we can't, but like but it's like this creative passion that's still burning in the person for eternity now. And it's the same thing I think with with why Adam is so depressed. Like 
uh, part of it, you know, like. So, yeah. so think about working on your craft and becoming so amazing at it and like breaking all the boundaries and like the art is like way better than ever it is. But you know that you literally cannot share it with anyone, because if you do, it's going to endanger not just you, but everyone that you know. And, so that's and the position. There's a lot of people that they know. Because and hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it, I, I, I'm it, more it, that there's a lot more vampires out there than, than just those ones too. Yeah. But but I think it's important that like think about this during COVID times, right? Like, and I know what didn't come out during COVID times, but you know, myself, I've been, I've struggled like many, many have struggled with that. But this, the idea that you doing the thing you love endangers your safety is uh, this is actually kind of a prescient movie for uh, quarantine. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I just wanted to get that out there. That's fine. You can you can railroad me all you want later. <laughs> no, I, it just seems like I wanted to put that in there because it seems like there is a whole community of vampires that we don't ever get to see. We get to see three of them, or four but it's of kind them. of yeah, yeah. So it's implied that there's there's a bunch of them, and that they most of them kind of like go by this vampiric norms, but some of them maybe like a Mia type that like kind of just do whatever they want. Run around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when they show the, you know, like when there's a scene where Eve is like, she goes into the room, she turns the light on and sees all the portraits of all of their friends, like all of these people from all of over. Which a lot of their Jim Jarmusch's friends too, by the way, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Waits and like, uh, yeah, anyway. Like, like, well, they're just I'm a vampire. Like, <laughs> 13,000, you know, like whatever. You've got 1800s, 1500s, 1800s, 1600s. And, and then you, know that, you know that one Tom Waits song? In between, that's... there's like his Iggy Pop's head. Here, over here is like Neil Young and there's Tom Waits. That's it. Like it's like, and everyone else is like from like billions and years ago. It's like you know, it's you know, you know that one Tom Waits song that's like the bats are in the belfry, the the something's on the floor. You ever, ever heard that song? There's a song yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah. So that, I feel like that's the Tom Waits vampire song. Sorry, I just had to say that as soon as you said Tom Waits. I'm like yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta gotta go. Well, let's not forget Tom Waits was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm -hmm. Right, as the I mean, he starts off the movie like eating flies in the sanitarium. Is that what Renfield? Right, is the name of the character? Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, all that said, I like the idea, Renee, that you're talking about that, like the, the, this idea that he used to have this like large and pro, uh, like um, wild friend group that has like gradually just gotten like smaller and smaller as time has gone on, and he's and he's basically sequestered himself away from like not just enemies but also for friends, and I think that's key yeah. to understanding. Which moves at the pace of a glacier, but I love it. Yeah, and and the way that like you know, I mean, the way that Eve knows that you know when she sort of says, "No, tell me that story about that person or this and that," because she, it gets him going, and she kind of ignites that. She's trying to ignite that passion in him that's dulled yeah. by like continuously bringing up stories that he has to retell and then remember. And the it's good Mary Wollstonecraft, right? That's the uh, woman that wrote uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's kind of like this. this no, Mary, Mary Shelley. Mary Wilsoncraft's her mom. Oh, well. It wasn't that her, but she used that in the, uh, when she first wrote the book, she, that's what she put her name. In. Yeah. Yeah. Did she really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, but that's what, that's what she's trying to bring back that memory of, right? Like this Gothic period. Yes. Where uh, they're kind of writing this like Victorian era, I guess, um, like horror. Yeah. yeah, doing all that stuff. And you know, and she talks about you know, that stuff is fun. Yeah, <laughs> but it also brings, but it also it, it brings you it brings you into this this mindset where he's kind of 
probably been depressed uh, or at least had these kind of manic. Well, he's, yeah, he's had these manic states since then because, you know, that's like the horror genre. Like he's, he's helping them write the horror genre. And like, those are his friends at the time and whether, you know, yes. so it's, it's fascinating. Like even his, like he's, he's someone who's so existentialist and so like, uh, you know, kind of wrapped up in this whole philosophical center of things that he's um like, even, even like the time that she's like, Oh, this is the best time I ever had was like hanging out with the woman that wrote Frankenstein. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And like, it's like if I keep, yeah, she just like goes and goes, bringing all these stories back, trying to get him. You know, I love the bit where Marlo says, like, you know, I wish he, like, you know, like that he, I'd met him before I'd done whatever books with Shakespeare, like, you know, and it's like, because he is such a, yeah, just like this existential broody guy who just feels too much like constantly calling these people zombies and like kind of you know he does he he he's sort of like saying that they're crap but at the same time they're not he's like he's so extremely invested in the human race like at the same time and that's why he's in pain he's putting himself like it's like when Eve points at you know says you're still doing this you know it's like he puts himself through this painful cycle each time when people, you know, it's like he doesn't want to love the humans but can't help himself. Well, you, you kind know? of, I mean, you know, I, I think that's kind of something that's incredibly resonant as a, as like a, as like a leftist, right? Like, or as a socialist of any kind of type, like almost like you have this desire to see human beings and society improved. And it's like society doesn't improve. And you're just sitting there endlessly kind of. Yeah, but people are uh, shit is the problem. That, that's, yeah, the, exactly. that's the problem well, with like, that is that people the, are terrible, the, right? The, yeah. Imagine compressed, like, to yeah. where you've been yeah, alive uh, for centuries. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, literally me sitting on Twitter for centuries. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, things, I'm like, things are gonna get better this time. And then everything's just like yeah. it's you're 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 black pilled as as the term goes, right? Like where you just kind of are in this incredibly nihilistic state where you're like things can't get better, but it's that endlessly, and you're like, yeah. you know, because that comes from optimism a lot of times. Like you're like, Oh, I really want things but to get better. Things don't, yeah. You know. You know, like he even makes life even longer because he's like, you know, and he's like, he's not going out and doing all these things when she's like doing all these things and learning all this stuff. And he's just like, I'm just going to sit in this room. Like, obviously he's going, he's doing his music, but like, you know, he's just like reliving this cycle and like making it worse for himself as much as anyone. Like, and he's yeah. almost like, yeah. but I think like but that empathy is, that, that's important. Oh, sorry, Renee, but like no, no, it is, it is. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. It's like that's what makes him who he is. It's like, and also it kind of illustrates the difference in like how long Eve's been around and him, like, right. and how you know the differences in in he's still struggling. He's really just a young vampire too, in an, in his own way. And he's struggling still with the dealing with the humanity over time. And, and that's a subversion of the vampiric norms as well, because that's not what we, we don't think of like ruinous we empathy think when we think of vampires, time. right? I mean, <laughs> that's not a thing we normally think of. So that's well, what makes it so great, right? Backwards, you know, but they never really talk about it in the sense of like, oh yeah, these people, like they lived for yeah. all of these times. So it's like, they just sort of flash back and, you know, it's like a mini second of like, oh yeah, they're old, but like you never really. Think <laughs> it's like, like this they show. They use all of these lifetimes <laughs> over and over again, like. 
just keep but, but also i think the focus on that on movies is is usually like oh here's all the reason why they've become numb to the needs and desires of the human race i think the yeah. focus is always on that whereas this is this is interesting because i can't think of another film that's sort of like I mean, again, I guess we, if we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer of Angel, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Where there's a certain amount of like, like, here's what happens when you care too much. And it's a freaking bummer because people are always letting you down over the years. Yeah. Like, in, in, like in small, intrinsic, um, personal connection ways and in large cultural ways that it's a drag. Like every girl that ran away from Joss Whedon. <laughs> I guess I guess it's contractually obligated that we got to mention it, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just not willing to throw that entire over of art out because of that. I don't think you're, I don't think we should be throwing any art out. I I even enjoy Woody Allen movies. I don't give a fuck. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, some good I'm movies. Good he's a, he's a bucket, but they're good movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, P- Polanski. Yeah. I'm gonna stop watching Rosemary's Baby. Fuck off. Chinatown's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. All right. Renee. Well, the cancel. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say now, now, now that we've gone down that road, Renee, were you gonna say something or? Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I was just gonna say to me this, like, I think this film, like, obviously, there's so many. You, the best thing about it is that everybody can come in and take out what they sort of want from this film. Like, there's so you know, you could have five different people all watch this film and they've never seen it before, and they will all come out with like different ideas about what this is and why and blah 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 and you know um i've heard so many different from different friends like what they got from the film and things and it's like for me personally it's a film about um you know it's a film about survival and about love and i guess like um and kind of that like the you know it's the longing and the like the suffering and like seeing the dullness of the light and i kind of you know at the end of the day and it's like you know there's you know everything obviously from start to finish in the film like ends up going topsy-turvy in the opposite way because you know they're obviously so civilized and then at the end of the day they're forced to then you know like they're forced to throw that all out the window and just go back to animalistic they're just yeah. their survival, and, and I there's, love. And there's, there's moments in the movie where they actually use um to, and I don't remember if I cut the clip with this in it, but there's a moment where they use like wolf heartbeats. Like they usually, they literally use the sound of a wolf's heart beating to like uh, show you that like they actually are this animalistic like uh, a creature that's decided to kind of civilize themselves. But like you know, the the connection to the animalistic is even to the point where you're like subconsciously hearing a, a, what a wolf's heartbeat sounds like, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And there's like, you know, I mean, you know, it's per- this movie is brilliant for is brilliant for a goth or a rocker or whatever because it, it is. It's filled with nuggets all the way through. And I mean, one of them is like, you know, the the scene at the end, which I, I love this so much, and the full quote is amazing, and even the piece of work is amazing. Is like when he's talking about the the theory and like he's talking about you know like the two two things being pulled apart. And they're entangled and they take a piece and they, they feel like, you know, each other, even though they're across the other side of the world, which is essentially, you know, a euphemism for Adam and Eve, like, and yeah. what their relationship yeah. is. And it's like, it might be a silly little thing, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's might be a silly little thing, but it's also like, it actually, you get it and you're kind of like, oh, it gives you the goth warm and fuzzies, you know? It's like all those little boxes are ticked off with the nice little like 
little you know quotes and little like things like that um i mean but, another yeah. another another thing that i find kind of interesting that's um connects it to like right now almost is um the fact that like we're kind of i mean i don't know if this is happening to this level in australia i'm guessing probably not but like we kind of have this opioid crisis going on in in america right now right like yeah. and and there's like the fentanyl thing where like fentanyl kind of gets it's cheaper than like heroin and stuff like that so like you know people that are addicted to drugs which i've had a lot of friends that are and like i've had a lot of friends that you know um got sober from heroin and then did heroin and then like died from that like i've had quite a few close friends and in this movie it's almost kind of like a um a uh you know like a every single time now that they drink somebody's blood that isn't like you know uh freshly you know tested whatever blood that they get from and i do find it kind of a, a really funny scene where he's like sketchily in the hospital with the with you know with the fucking dr faust thing being like uh you know like yeah and he's like he's like oh i want to make sure i get this like good blood but like if you don't have that you kind of start to wither away the same way that a, a drug addict would kind of start to wither away and like go through these withdrawals but like their withdrawals are you you're gonna disappear and fucking die well, I mean, and, like, this is like having yeah. pure pure heroin versus right. like it's yeah. heroin thing exactly so it's yeah. all so it's all yeah so it's all it's kind pure. of a lot of it's contaminated and like diluted and if yeah. you if you kind of just decide like oh these are two kids that i found on the street like and you decide to drink the blood that could be contaminated blood and you could be dead in the next day so yeah, it's like the, it kind of the ground yeah. score heroin that's i mean that's how chris well, I mean, I guess that's yeah, the, so. the whole point of um like tangineer is it like it's kind of like you know because at the it's tangineer is like you know well, i guess you know that it's like they're untouched ish you know so yeah. it's kind of like these things haven't hit these countries yet so it's kind of like it's easier to find like yeah, um, i mean john hurt dies from you know contaminated yeah, blood from, like from the wrong from the wrong person um, the wrong yeah, yeah. But it's like we don't we don't really ever get that story, and I feel like you know he was the one who was getting all this pure blood, so you know it's clear like as everything's falling apart in society over you know obviously in Detroit, like it's starting to happen there whilst yeah. she's away, and then yeah. when she returns, it's, it's like oh fuck, you know. The hosp- I mean, there's the hospital system, and there's also the fact that like because you know he says he goes he went to the hospital and kind of got like trash blood from the hospital, but you have to yeah. also uh, assume that. You know, all of these connections that they have are uh, impermanent, right? Like all these connections that they yeah, have exactly. are Next people that are going to eventually die. So it's like at some point, yeah. like, and the animalistic well, side of it is before civilization, where like before this kind of civilization, right, where everyone's kind of blood is contaminated, but you kind of have to live within the system. Like you, you have to assume that like you probably could get like tuberculosis or something like that, but like you probably have to assume that um the, the blood was relatively uncontaminated. Like you could just kind of go around and. Number one, yeah. like the civilization isn't there yet so for people to be like, hey, like a cop's going to chase you down and like, you know, probably like throw you to a fucking cell and you're going to wither away in that cell. Yeah. But also you have to think at the same time, like the, the blood seems to be probably pretty uncontaminated as long as you find someone that's not like dying of a disease. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so just on that, like I just real quick, I mean, so just for the record, I, I give blood regularly, right? Yeah. Even for being vaccinated knowing that it was needed i've got a i'm actually o negative that's you know not the most rare but it's a rare enough that it's 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 something that i just do i don't need a round of applause for anything but what i was getting at with that is that like they make you fill, fill out a questionnaire because you know what not everyone can give blood exactly some people can't and so exactly it's quite so it's, i know here in australia i don't know what the rules are over there but here in australia the rules are quite tough 
to give. Well, exactly. Cause, because so that's what I was going get, to get at is that the criteria for you have to go through, like answer all these questions, which I guess someone could lie, but like, yeah, <laughs> people still can't give blood. Can't give exactly. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the arbitrary things like, what's that, Renee? Do they have the tattoo rule there? Like here, yeah. You're not yeah, within a certain amount of time. It's within uh, six months. Six I months, think. I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. And, and but then also, it's like, were you in these countries at these times? Except, I mean, it's like forty yeah. questions you've got to go through, and yeah. that's why I think it's so interesting that, uh, and they all make sense, especially if you think about them, right? Um, but it's it's the whole thing with him going to um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jeffrey, uh, the guy that's in Westworld too. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. said right, 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 right. Jeffrey, right. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey, right. Which is like, Hey, right, 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 right. <laughs> we use all that money to, uh, to found Westworld. I thought that was a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, was my, like, that was my joke. The, you know, it's, it's the Westworld's literally the sequel to this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. <laughs> Dr. Watson is the name's character. So, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he put himself in medical school as being Basquette. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that actually. Yeah, with Silva Swinton as as uh Andy Warhol. <laughs> right. Yes. But yes, absolutely. So moving on. The uh we the, the point of all this was that I like the whole thing of Tom Hiddleston's character, like not only get it going to the blood bank to get that good stuff, to get that pure, you know, the the the, the, the O negative, the good stuff, right? Uh, but like also doing so in a showy manner, dressing up like a doctor, showing up when he wants to, and him be like, yeah, yeah basically like what I forget what he says. Yeah, like, no one's gonna, no fun. one's gonna pick me. It's like, dude, you just stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's like everyone it's, is like, what's what up that dude? <laughs> yeah. Also the also the doctor Faust the doctor Faust thing is so fucking pretentious that it's hilarious oh it's it, it, yeah, it's so pretentious it goes back around to being charming again basically yeah no 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 it is but like it's just it's just like oh man of course this dude is going yeah, in there be like i'm gonna make up because of course you're, you're here for a turn yeah, we it's get it you read yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh another another nice moment like <laughs> tilda swinton's bags and it's just books she's just bringing books yeah, and there's strong. books in the refrigerator, you know, well, like there's books well, everywhere. Well, it's kind of like the decanter thing, right? Like they're old yeah. books. You have to you have to keep them at a certain temperature for them to work. Yeah. So it's like... also I think that kind of that scene where she opened but like she's putting all those books in, it also yeah. almost like it solidifies because you go, hang on, oh yeah, that's right. She's dead. Like she doesn't need clothes or like like fucking anything. Yeah. Does she? And you're like, it solidifies that point that yeah, she doesn't actually need anything. Like, when she calls out that like uh, that Adam's like, oh, you've been wearing you've been wearing that same robe for three hundred years or whatever. I'm like, yeah. never have I felt more seen, especially during COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, she's like, come on, like, like oh. she's calling me out, burn Tilda. Yeah, the other yeah. the other thing that I find uh, fascinating about her character is that um, she's been alive for so long that she's learned every taxonomical name of every animal. So when the striped yeah. skunk runs by, she's like, Mephitis, Mephitis. And it's like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. like you, 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 so you're watching, yeah, no, but you're watching like Adam be bored enough that he learns every guitar. You know what I mean? Like he's like, Oh, I'm fascinated by guitars. And, and this is something that like, as someone that gets kind of fixated on stuff, I completely get, like I get fixated on certain things and I like learn a lot of, like when I was a kid, I learned like every dinosaur name that I liked, like, you know what I mean? Like I, yes. I, I just have an ADD, so ADHD, so I'm like, you know, all over the place with stuff. And I'm like, and I'm just, I get when I'm, 
but like when I'm interested in something, I, I, I would like as a kid, I would learn everything about it. And it's kind of just like, it's kind of funny that she's been around for so long. She's like, she just every time she sees an animal, she like goes by the fucking taxonomical like Latin name for it. And she's yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, dude, there's a skunk. And that's a fucking like canis, yeah. like canis, uh, like the coyote. Like she's just listing yeah. off the fucking names. And it's like, yeah, 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 we get it. Like you've been here for so long that you, that's what you decided to do with your time. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun for you to like learn all that. Yeah. 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 The canis love, lupus yeah. or whatever the, yeah. Yeah, I love the fungus scene because it's like they're not meant to be. They're trying to illustrate how things have gone wrong by like yeah. showing this fungus that's like, you know, it's like you. We still don't. And then Adam says, you know, like we still don't understand how important fungus is. Yeah, like, and we still don't really understand how like it works in some ways. Like, yeah. she's talking to yeah. it. She she talks to the mushroom. She's yeah. giving them advice. Yeah. Yeah, at the end, and she's mushroom like, is amazing. "Mushroom is clouded." <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you're not meant to be here. Like, you know, yeah. you're kind of like, and it's like mutated, you know, like and got those little bumps all over it, sort of like. So it's like, what's happened here, you know? But, but I mean, yeah, but I metaphorically, but metaphorically, you know, if you're looking at like vampires as their own kind of uh, breed or species, right? Like looking at vampires, the rules that they have, right? The rules that we've kind of laid out for them that kind of kind of come out of nowhere we don't really know like none of those rules in this movie kind of uh are hard and fast right like it's not like it's not like you actually can't go in through the through the door like that's kind of just something like or you know without being invited like it's just bad luck one like one staple like canon thing is sunlight obviously yeah that's but, but, so, but in the same but in the same way i feel like we don't understand when they're like oh well you shouldn't be here like what's the scientific reason for you not being here is it kind of the same way that you like don't necessarily know why they can actually go through the door or why you know what i mean like it's like yeah, these, yeah. These, i feel like it's a nod at climate change in a way like yeah. it's like these are things that have we've done that have fucked this up like you know it's like even now like you know we're seeing it now where we're like oh you know um these extreme weather changes don't normally happen and like yeah. things growing in seasons when they're not meant to and like you know all of the we're kind of seeing it now like those effects of things mutating and like what we've you know all the things we've been doing are now starting to like show yeah. their side effects yeah. like you know, um but one of the things i think as well um is like this amazing juxtaposition like because you've got this Detroit where and he's saying, you know, everyone left and it's all, like, you know, decrepit and that was this factory whatnot. And it's, like, it's all about resources and, like, people, like, giving up, you know, this thing, you know, and so they've all abandoned it. And then but then you also have that dichotomy of where Adam and Eve are essentially the same. They use humans for their resources as well. And then yeah. when they dry up, then they find themselves in this scenario where they have to revert, like I said, to the animalistic state because they, they can't be civilised because they've actually got the same issue, like these limited resources that are now... Yeah, survival is literally on the line. So, like, yeah. th that's when, like, the, the all of the um, the errors and the artsiness sort of, like, all right, well... And and, and, I, and I just love, again, spoiler alert, you know, like where, where, where they're... Well, if you haven't oh, seen well, it, you'll be watching this Yeah, podcast. if you haven't seen what do you watch? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like where they're like, oh, but we'll turn them. Like that's like they're, they're just, they're junkies just... Yeah, it's like, oh, we'll turn them, oh, so we'll, we'll give them, them this back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give them the same set of problems we have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've, you've gone through, you've gone through human civilization for, you know, a really long time where 
uh, you know, these vampire stories are stories of consumption. You know what I mean? Like it's literally they're sucking the life out of and then sucking the blood out of, you know, living beings. But as yeah. kind of time goes on, as, you know, industrialization takes over, uh, which is the Detroit story, right? Like industrialization yeah. just kind of lays waste to somewhere that really wasn't at the forefront of that. Or as something like, um, you know, you're, just kind of, you're kind of watching the world kind of wither away. We have become the ones that are doing more consumption than these kind of, you know, fictional vampires. So you're kind of seeing a story where they kind of have to consume us to survive. And, yeah. you know, of course, they're at like the blood bank and it's like a more civilized way of doing it. But at some point, like, like I'd like the, to make yeah. a withdrawal. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> why like they the, find yeah, yeah. Adam finds Eve so repulsive because she's Sorry, so. I, I got you. It's it's it's, I'm, it's it's the law, man. I got I got to throw one. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, but, so, so you're, you're watching everybody burn through their resources in general, just being alive, yeah, and so it's kind of looking at it like, like you know, don't use our like you're going to use all of our supply. You're going to use all of our supply. Like yeah, it's like right, right, yeah. He's very, very like conscious of the fact that this is running out. Like, you know, he's just like that's why he's so repulsed with her, like such careless behavior. It's like this is not just, you know, can't just take which, this. Which is the which is like the the younger, I think younger generations versus older generations. There is some kind of I mean, I, I think that also we kind of have like uh younger generations are more uh cognizant cognizant that there is like climate change going on like there you know I, I don't know very many people like my age that are like climate deniers but you yeah. also kind of have this thing where it's like that she's like probably like from the 50s 60s 70s yeah. era so she she's clearly not obviously to them she's like a millennial but yeah. in, in our society she's not yes so she's like still stuck in that kind of you know she's like yeah this is all here we're gonna be here forever yeah we use all these <laughs> The 70s, woo, peace, love, like, you know, like rock stars. She's from L.A., you know, like. There's going to be a, there's gonna be a, a vampire Greta Thunberg. When she's, she's, like, and she's, <laughs> she's like stamping her feet and she's like, you are condescending assholes, you know, and like yeah. stalking off. And it's like, you know, they're fucking like the. Boomer. Boomer. This, this fucking boomer ass, you know. Yeah, like, hey, like they call people who are on the oh, doomsday book doomers. Yeah. It's just like, it would be. It should be like, you know, okay, boomer. Like, I actually got a question for Renee and Conan. Because um, this movie came out right about the same time Crime of the City Solution came back uh, yes. out of Detroit, uh, coincidentally. That's right. And, yes. and yeah. um, so something about, uh, what was that, American... Oh, what's the name of that album that they did right around? Uh, but but uh, it, it's it very much kind of like, like the whole the way Detroit was painted reminded me very much of that uh, title track off that... that uh, um that album yeah that that, that uh crime and city solution album and you know since y'all are both rockers or well, yes. Conan's a rocker and you're a journalist of, of yes. rock and also i think you're gonna say a mocker which would also would have been good yes rocker <laughs> mocker rocker and yeah. a mocker yeah. and, and, and you know forrest has no clue what we're talking about with crime and the city solution yeah this is basically I, I, Paul forrest um the uh, so, crime. Vim Vend if you watch Vim Vendors, yeah. <laughs> Crime in the City Solution is in a very key moment of Wings of Desire, actually with yeah. Roland S. Howard of the Birthday Party, which is incredible. Yes, that's all. Yeah, exactly. So and, and, and and it's kind of known for a certain aesthetic and cool of like sort of gothy, like weird kind of somewhat noisy rock. I guess probably. Yeah, they're Australian, right? uh, and they're they're now mostly from Detroit 
for the most part. Yeah. Just still... so, yeah, Sydney. They're from Sydney, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw Simon yeah, Bonnie uh, open for Lanigan a couple years ago, which is great. Yes. So also, um, so Roland S. Howard's brother is actually in Crime City Solution. That's right. Um, yeah. As well. So they're actually about to do like some stuff actually. Um, but yeah, like it's so that, that they're in Melbourne, obviously now, not Sydney. But um, yeah, it is. It's like they're like a staple kind of thing. But it's like if you like Nick Cave, you know who Crime and City Solution are. Well, and that's the whole thing of Jim Jarmusch's yeah. whole thing. Right? Yeah. It's uh, it, like he, he's the guy that's going to have those types of uh, characters. Even if it's something as simple as like, oh, that's Jack's, that's Jack White's house. Ugh. Which uh, I love. Like, of, <laughs> yeah. And the music too is very reminiscent. Jack White, of course, being my favorite um, porn star. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> um, I have. I, 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 yeah. This is something I want to ask all of you, because um, this is something I hadn't even thought about, but um, someone mentioned it to me yesterday, and I was like, "Hang on, actually, fuck, I didn't even realize that." And then I was like, "I wonder if it's intentional or not." So, um, like I was talking at the beginning about how there's that opposites the black and the white black and the white constantly mm -hmm. popping up that theme all the way through the movie um and then of course we're in detroit right, right. which is 80 percent black and we've only seen one black man which is the doctor right um we've seen no modern music except when we talk about jack white of the white stripes and the band at the club white hills to watch. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah. By the way, th then, there's a whole there's a whole subsection of letterbox reviews that are only talk about this, and almost all of them are insufferable. But like, not that yeah, interestingly. It's, it's all just like, like, like no, it's yeah, like oh, it's, whatever. It's white man said he moved in Detroit and blah blah. Yeah, we fucking get it. Shut yeah. the fuck up forever. Yeah, but I didn't even again. like think of this when I was watching it, and then I was like, oh, vampire shit. gentrification, folks. So, like <laughs> that would be that's at least funny. That that yeah. that's a way like better one-liner. But he loves black music, and he's listening yeah. to old black music a lot. But yeah, when there's no, um, but there isn't any modern music, and when there is, yeah. again, White Hills, Jack White, White Stripe. That's What's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, so yeah. I have, so I have a, I have a clip about why, uh, you know, Jim Jarmusch picked uh, Tangiers and why he picked um, uh, Detroit, oh, which is, cool. uh, you know, I mean, it, it kind of is also fascinating that like it, it's. They're in very different parts of the world, obviously. And throughout the movie, there is this opposite theme, right? You know, at the very end of it, um, yeah. where they're like, oh, well, no matter what, even if you're on different parts of like every, like, even if you're at different parts of the world, these two particles will, you know, move at the same time, which does make yeah. sense. It's kind of kind of doing that at, simultaneously. But yeah, they, they mentioned specifically Einstein's spooky action at a distance, which I yes. love so much as, as someone who but is actually. Uh, really romantic to read that i actually course, i did yeah. sit down and read it and it's like it is it's like kind of like this romantic story which is really bizarre but it is You're but like, it, that, what's funny is that is an actual scientific principle too yeah it is. but it's something that like it sounds like somebody somebody made up to like make a cool song title but it's like no that's yeah, actually it's, what, no it's real he yeah. literally called it spooky action at a distance and and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and like like was he was he coining that term for use in this movie maybe <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, my favorite Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol uh, thing. You know, spooky, spooky action at a distance. It's just a splat. No. <laughs> maybe he. Maybe Jamish is actually a vampire. 
Maybe he really hasn't aged that much. No, I mean, he's it's funny. It's funny vampire. to look at this because he kind of does look like a vampire. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's had like silver hair since like his first movie. Forever. So. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> even when he's like so much younger, he still had that hair. Like we we watched uh we watched Straight to Hell and he had that hair in 1986. Yeah, 1986. yeah exactly. Or 1985. Just... 1987. He's... Wow, I don't know why I didn't know that. 1987. He still he had that hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We regret the error. <laughs> it's like, and he's always been that pale. You know, maybe. Exactly. But Connect like, the dots, people. Well, I, the 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 locations of Detroit and uh, Tangier were. They evolved when I did this this version of the film several years ago. This script, um, previous script was in set in Rome and Detroit, but uh, I Tangier is one of my favorite places in, on the planet. So I just wanted to shoot there, and also it seemed like a place that it would draw Eve to it, um, and I like it because it's separated from European culture in a way. It's not a Christian culture. It's not even an alcohol culture. So it's a, it's a hashish culture. So there's a very different feeling there. And um, Detroit is a city I also really deeply love. I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Ohio, but Detroit was always, uh, wow, when I was a child, it was almost mythological Detroit as being this Paris of the Midwest and very different, uh, like Cleveland, always felt culturally secondary to Detroit. So, uh, and now what's happened with Detroit is, is very tragic and sad and very unusual, maybe not so unusual, I, I don't know. But, uh, so I was drawn to it visually and, and historically for its musical culture and industrial culture and its kind of post-industrial visual feeling there. Oh, and as far as the interior stuff, I think maybe um, when vampire films are really uh, in the genre of horror films, that kind of enclosed claustrophobia is very helpful for that aspect, for being scary, feeling uneasy, vampires sleeping in a confined coffin, um, not being able to be touched by sunlight, becomes a very claustrophobic and maybe important element when the focus of the film is, uh, is fear and, and a horror film, which this is not. This is a film of, in a way, openness, uh, openness to ideas, to culture, to surroundings, to, observe, to, to one's own consciousness. So I think maybe not so consciously on our part, but the film stylistically then reflects that rather than a claustrophobic kind of horror film. Nice. And, yeah. and by the way, since we have a, it's a predominantly American audience, I'm going to just point out that if you don't know geographically, it's a, uh, it's straight to Gibraltar. So like being separated by Europe, it's like on the other, it's on Africa, Morocco. Uh, my dad yeah. lived there briefly as a kid, but I, I feel like we shouldn't assume people know their basic geography. Uh, no, and I love I love everyone who watches the show. Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're British, you probably know. If you're British, you know. But if you're American, you may be like Tangier, where the sand. Yeah, because they're always going there. Everyone. Is that the place that there was the battle? Yeah, was it? Was it? Uh, didn't? Um, uh, isn't that where the Tasmanian Devils from? 
<laughs> well, like when it got in, yeah, like they import, yeah, I know what you mean. Don't, yeah. don't, don't humor him, Renee, please. By, by the way, uh, you know, I want to know when Jim Jarmusch is doing the ASMR, uh, you know, Mike Deep Throat video. Uh, <laughs> it took me so long to figure out what everyone was referencing with that earlier. And your reward and was I, knowing that information. So yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Dude, well, I don't, I, I hate Twitch. I hate Twitch so fucking much. <laughs> Please um, subscribe on Twitch, movie extravagant. Yes. Um, and say, Andy yeah. will eventually deep throat a microphone ASMR style. Hey, he's, he's done. He's done more for this show. Oh. Um, I was Renee, say, um, what do you have to say about was, this? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, let's talk about the music, like because that's one part we haven't talked about yet, and it's incredibly crucial to the entire film. Um, like in terms of just the way Jamush brings music in but like um he's just so good at, at making something like that so you've got the scene in Tangier where Adam walks into that beautiful um like cafe and um there's uh I forget what, where she's from um that artist that's playing Yasmin but she's incredible and you know but that that scene is very poignant and really hones in on her music and it's really amazing like that especially that drum beat and that's really tribal it's kind of especially because we're in that part where they're coming back to their nature and so you've got this woman playing like singing that's incredibly got this almost tribal vibe going on um and she's yeah, Lebanese so, and she lives she lives Lebanese, in that's right that's yeah. I thought, yeah. Uh, but she's a well-known artist over there and I think yeah. the song that she's singing is something about two lovers, I believe. Um, and yeah, and so it's like quite amazing. But also this film, like from start to finish, um, is actually, it's funny because this is what I was working on before COVID. So um, Joseph Van Wiss- Vampire? No, yeah. No, Joseph Van <laughs> that's, that's a lifelong obsession, really. <laughs> yeah, that's forever. Um, yeah, this is, um, yeah, so before COVID, I was working on, a tour with Joseph Van Wissom, who is the musician who plays soundtrack. Um, so he, he, um, w- what was happening is, is this very arty festival here. And so he was going to come over, play that festival and play just only lovers left alive in the festival. Oh, wow. And then, he, wow. Awesome. And then yeah. And so he was going to play that like as an exclusive um, in Tasmania and then come over to Australia and play a bunch of, like, shows with all of his music. And um, so he's, like, the main, you know, he is, like, really close friends with Jamush. Um, Jamush's band Squirrel is actually Jamush and um, Joseph. So it's just those two. Yeah, so Jamush, which is good, by the way. He's, like, yeah. he's actually and not good, like, good for a director. Really good. Actually really good. good. So Jamush like, is not, Right. He's the not guitar. quite on the carpenter level, I would say, but like very, very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so and, like, which is kind of like, I think why there's this fascination with the guitars because Jamush is the, he is himself. the guitar player. So right. throughout he, the he whole. He didn't need to research that. He already knew yeah. all of like, you know, oh, that type of All of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So during the film, whenever you hear the guitar playing, and that's Jamush. So anything extra on top of that was squirrel. So it's like that's him actually doing the guitar. And the rest is um, Joseph, and 
Yeah, so and a lot of people became obsessed with this soundtrack. I've got to say, after it came out, and it is an amazing soundtrack for good, for, for good reason. And so, so to, uh, okay, so I know we want to play this couple, two two things real quick. That um, that Yasmin song, uh, not only excellent use of the ebo, an yes. instrument that that uh, or a accessory to an instrument I like quite a bit, but it's a key moment of the movie in the fact that like Adam, who is just like ready basically to give up, like and. More so yeah. than normal. More so, more yeah. so than well, a suicidal yeah. vampire is normally. Yeah. Uh, like, and finds spark his creative spark is reignited. Right, it, like finds yeah. value. Right, he's like f finds value and and uh, something amazing uh, with that performance. That there's something special and unique about it. That um, and also there's that great quote, like you know, oh, she's going to be famous. Oh God, I hope not. She's too good, or whatever. It is. Yeah, I can't remember what it. Yeah. But but that that's a great moment. Uh, and I know we're going to play something about the music right now. I want to just I, before we do that, I want to say this this is one of the only movies. So a lot of movies will like tie music in as like a narrative function of like, hey, everybody wants to hear this. This music is important. Blah blah blah. And then you listen to it, and it's like, oh yeah, that. Like and unfortunately, I liked it, but the third Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what happened there. Uh, but that yeah. said, the music in this is like I could legit see like bands, you know, freaking out and being like, we got to cover this song or like, oh, my God, have you heard this record? Because it is really intriguing. It's intriguing in a way that like is reminiscent of certain things. I'm not going to name the specific bands. They don't matter. But it works in a way that as a narrative function doesn't normally work in movies because the people they're directing it are not so intrinsically tied to music. Exactly. I mean, and, and I also think that it's, it's fascinating that his empathy is deep enough that it's clear that, uh, you know, his music is kind of being stolen. And yeah. he's so empathetic that, you know, and I, and I want to talk about um, after. Because he calls it a fun, funeral uh, song. What are you doing? Writing funeral songs, right? Like, yeah. 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 But, uh, but it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of fascinating that, like, it's clear that Ian's stealing his music and, like, kind of selling it on the side, right? Like, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, and so he's making the black label bootlegs, so he probably reconciles himself. Well, oh, nobody knows who it is, but then, like, yeah, Andy clocks him doing it too. Yeah, but, but, but then he's still, he's still upset, he's still like upset by his death. Andy clocked it too when he was watching the movie, but I meant Adam. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, but he's, yeah, still, he's still incredibly upset with his death, and he still lets him, you know, kind of hang out at the house. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like the the empathy that he has for for that kid is like, yeah, like I know that he's kind of stealing my music, and it's going to end up kind of going places. And and the kid kind of is kind of a little bit open about it when he's like, like uh, you know, he kind of lies. He he lies about it. And he's like, oh well, I don't know how they found out where you live. But it's like pretty clear that that's the case. And he's Who, like, how you know, else would they find out about it? Yeah. Exactly. You can all also the other all the other kids that deliver him wooden bullets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you can tell though that and Adam, is, like, that Adam knows he's well aware. And yeah. the reason he can't scorn him is because he's. It's kind of like I think it's his self. You know, like it's that thing where you like he's like I don't want to be known or popular. But at the same time, it's that like little like, he, yeah, like I did that, you know. So there's a little part of him that's still like kind of proud of what he's done, and so he's, Adolf, like, he's, he's Adolf Reed getting interviewed in the New York Times recently, where he's like, "Oh, I don't want the New York Times, the New Yorker, like any of those magazines interviewing me," and then still is like, "My new book, though." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because there's that because there's that whole thing about like, oh, you know, when they're talking about Marlowe and they're talking about, yeah. oh, well, at least you got the at least you got the art out there. Yeah. Right. And that's that's so key to like, because, again, going back to the fact that their safety. Yeah. Altogether means secrecy. 
which means yeah. you can't do that. But obviously, anyone that creates, almost anyone, I should say, wants to share it in some capacity. But knowing that they can't and that that's more important than the art means it's sort of like, well, yeah, like he's not a dummy. He's got nothing to do all day but sit around, brood, and create. So obviously, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna figure it the fuck out. But like yeah. by the same token, even when he does, he's like. You know, <laughs> but it's not like. I also really like the idea that uh, Christopher Marlowe is still like really angry at Shakespeare, like seven, yeah. seven, yeah. seven after like years. multiple centuries, yeah. like that fucking dick. <laughs> Which has wow, the studio. Fucking... I don't feel bad about the grudges. You'd I keep stuck in like. I feel like you would though, because yeah, you'd be stuck yeah. in this shitty ass cycle where like one day is forever, and you'd be like, no, I'm still pissed at that asshole. Like, but I love that he calls him a Philistine zombie, like number one. Yeah. He calls him like a, like a Philistine zombie. And number two, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's really fucking uh, okay. hilarious that like, I'd assume that he was kind of the Ian character, right? Like he was kind of the, the one that was helping out uh, Marlo. Oh then, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, so that yeah. relationship, but in like 1700s, right? Or whatever, whenever that guy was, was yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, same, a, like, it's like the 1600s. Yeah. I think. It's a really long time. Like it's a really, really long. Yeah. I need to be care. Yeah, well, I need to be very clear. I don't care about the answer to that question, but I that's no. Yeah. What I'm just, I'm just saying, like the amount of centuries that it is, like because that's like a bit, like it's just it's a grudge. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 old school beef, and that's all you need to know. And it's it's very well depicted. I even Shakespeare's been dead actor. for that long too. Like Shakespeare's been dead yeah. for so fucking long, and he's still throwing the fucking thing at the dartboard. Be like, yeah, yeah like, like, still <laughs> still pissed about yeah. it. Like that hack, and that, that's one. That's okay. another trope that Jarmusch kept. Was like they need a familiar. Yeah, like they need to have a person still. They still need to rely on a human, at for basic needs. They still need to have one. But I think, that, but the, I'm glad we're we are getting to the music piece of it. I think the music here is so intrinsic and key. And did, did you have that clip you want to play for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it. But like, I, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you play music on the set? We didn't play music on the set while working, but uh, we did circulate a kind of uh, mixtape to the cast and crew. Uh, well, yeah, the music's very, very important. Uh, first, the centerpiece of the music is, the, is uh, Josef van Vissum, who is a composer, uh, a lutenist, a guitar player, avant-garde composer, uh, a historian of, of certain types of music, particularly the history of music for the lute. But he's also has a avant-garde and rock and roll side. He, there's a lot of things inside him. So he's our center for the music. Um, and then uh, uh, Carter Logan and myself and Shane Stoneback, we have a band called Squirrel. We then collaborated with Yosef or added things to the music. So we kind of co-created some of it, him being the, the leader of this. And then we also have the amazing original song of Yasmin Hamdan, who is uh, someone I have incredible admiration. I've been a fan of her music. I saw her perform some years ago in Morocco and I just, couldn't believe this amazing creature, you know, this musician. So we have those things in the, in the film and then some, you know, some music that pre-existed. Uh, uh, particularly, we love uh, Denise LaSalle's uh, R&B track, 
um, trapped by this thing called love that they dance to as a kind of reconciliation at a point in the film. But yeah, I don't know. Music's always very, very important to me and uh, it's very important in this film. And of course, yeah, we have the uh, opening track to uh, Funnel of Love by Wanda Jackson that we did a kind of remix of that. So we changed it quite a bit, but kept some of the original tracks in there as well. Question over there, then gentlemen. But also, you know, one of the main characters is a musician. So it's very, there's a lot of things about music in the film. Uh, hi, Brian Johnson from McLean's Magazine in Canada. Speaking of musicians, I've always assumed that David Bowie was a vampire, and until uh, until the, uh, you did that wonderful video with with David Bowie recently, and I don't know which came first, this movie or or that, but I'm wondering if one might have informed the other, and I just want to know what your particular views are on the uh, the meaning, the beauty, the mystique of what's your connection to vampires. It feels like it's hard to know when things happen and what predates what, really. Sometimes it feels like everything's happening at the same time. Um, in kind of real dog years, we made this film last year, and Bowie and I made that film with Floria Sigismondi earlier this one. So, yeah. But I always feel like we made that Bowie video about 10 years ago somehow. I don't know. Um... There you go. I totally want to hang out with Tilda Swinton, by the way. Anyway, go so do I. I know she's such a badass. Okay. Yeah. I don't care what we're doing. Like we can, we can be at, a, at an airport yeah, or something. Yeah, like I don't but care. Like, you know, it's like Tilda is just like she is to me. Like she is the otherworldly fucking creature. Like she's something else. You know. Well, and I I think that. He's speaking, so speaking to that clip, like, you know, the thoughtfulness that he has behind it. I mean, that's Jim Jarmusch as a rock and roll guy, right? He, which, like, he is fundamentally, like, a director. But, like, he, he's a guy that thinks very much about the music. The music is always so intrinsic in, in his films. Even when it's, like, musicians play. I mean, the first uh, the first drummer for Sonic Youth is, like, one of the leads in uh, his first movie. Yeah. And he's actually a better actor than he's a drummer, frankly. But that was early <laughs> Sonic Youth. Uh, and, um, you know. Richard does love you coming to the show. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the, but like, think about, uh, um, oh God, me the 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 Memphis movie, uh, the Japanese kids going to go. Uh, oh, um, Mystery what, Train. What, Mystery Train, yeah. Think about Mystery Train, right? That like you have these like kids from another country going as pilgrimage to like the heart of rock and roll, and like it, you get to hear like everything. Um, diegetically in the movie like you know like the the radio announcer and things along those lines that everything is just like fully realized world where the music fits very nicely into it and like the choice of what they dance to when they throw the seven inch record on yeah. you know versus and like what is what is white you know white hills is, is playing what song are they playing why are they playing it when are they playing it etc cetera, etc cetera. it's all very very much thought out and as we talked yeah. about earlier, and adam doesn't use one streaming service <laughs> yeah, that he's he's making do without it. Yeah, no, he's exactly. buying all his music like a good exactly. good music fan should. He, he he maintains a library that may be on a computer, but it doesn't even have a Wi-Fi connection. You know, like, <laughs> this is like totally 
uh, air gap. <laughs> Uh, but but like the the so again it harkens back to the earlier point of and and I want to hear what everyone else say also but it harkens back to the earlier point that like when you hear like you know the song that we do hear that that's attributed to Adam actually seems like a song people are like whoa what is this this is awesome like I need to know more about it whereas as a <laughs> as a conceit for uh, a plot usually doesn't work so I'm like that sounds like dog shit and nobody would care about that. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's 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 not. I mean, you know, it's not really central to things, right? Like you you hear the song kind of in the background. He's kind of playing it himself, and then it kind of gets played later. And like, oh man, isn't that your isn't that your song? Like you're you're kind of you know. But like it never. Like I can't I can't take that song necessarily and and remember exactly what it sounded like, right? And I think that when when that happens in the movie and there's like a very catchy song and you're like, oh shit. Like then it's like oh well obviously that's not their like you know what I mean like you're, you're kind of meant to remember it and this it almost feels like they're listening to a song that you're not necessarily meant to remember it's just that the music is so interesting because it's a it, it, it draws you in it draws you in. so yeah. I think of a band like Godspeed do Black Emperor or something yeah it's, it's like, like hey, what is what's uh, their hit well they don't yeah. fucking have one because their songs are like twenty minutes long and it takes like yeah. two minutes for anything to happen but like it's a ride you want to take on anyway yeah it was like a in this film it's like it's an energy. It's its own yeah. energy force that, like, kind of is in the background, kind of vibrating around. It's a vibe. Like, it's a vibe, you know. Like, <laughs> Let's think of how we characterize it. Funeral music, right? He characterized yeah. it as funeral. Like, he's thinking about, like, you know, like, Requiem for uh, humanity, yeah. everything that he loves. Yeah. But, like, un but he's like, oh, but even that can't really, you know, I don't, we didn't really want people to vibe with it. That's not, you're not supposed to vibe with it. This is supposed to be yeah. a record. <laughs> yeah yeah you're not meant to buy it's like when he says that he wrote he wrote the um the last the yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, the very last one he gave it to him, and, and he throws out well i didn't give him the whole thing you know okay yeah <laughs> and he's like well i needed to get out somehow like you know <laughs> yeah. to be like uh like this is why i say like with ian like that's why he's like He's so like he just lets it go, even though he knows it's Ian who's telling people where he lives. He knows it's Ian giving out his records. Like yeah. he knows it. But which is which like, is the same thing that Ian's kind of doing. I mean, Ian is like, like this person that kind of has a connection to all these different things, whether it's you know going to a uh, you know like the the warehouse sale or whatever, or whether it's kind yeah. of having the the cut versions of his music like he's just kind of someone that, and, and like i don't know i know people like this that are like they kind of have connections to like some weird shit they're like hey would you want to buy this thing and it's like no i don't don't ever ask me again but like you know you're the, you're the person that would have something fucking weird that you're like trying to sell yeah. to everybody else yeah so this guy yeah, he's yeah. like in the underground music club being like hey man like i got these you want like, these pop smear? <laughs> yeah Yo, also, you want some like funeral music? I... <laughs> Yo. Yeah. I also, I also, um, something that I really love in that scene is that they had he. It, it's, it's kind of clear in that scene that uh, Adam has like the the almost like uh, lightning fast like martial arts kind of power. But it's one of the yeah. only times you see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right? you don't see it. Besides that, like, really, like no, there's, there's one other time in the movie where they yeah. use the, the speed, but. Well, uh, that's why I was like said one of the only times. Just... Yeah. All right. Well, but I'm saying like this you know because the first they. Yeah. human like in like a human situation but then because because you're kind of wondering like obviously he's this creative musical guy but what's his like superpower because we know eve can touch anything and tell you exactly when it was made who by what happened blah blah right. so you kind of there's still supernatural powers 
like that's another trope that still exists in this world. Like, yes, they do, but we don't know what Adams is yet. It's like we know he's this amazing creative, but you kind of forget, oh, yeah, they are not human. And there's that aspect. Yeah, and then, but they're, but yeah, they're also... They're, he has this little matrix thing. It's, like, awesome. And Adam's like, whoa! Like, you know... It's he's, like, uh, he's, but the, it's like, the black yeah. and white thing again, too, because it's the black and white thing because, on one hand, they have this, this superpower, like, you mm. know, assumably. But on the other hand, like, if they get the wrong blood, they die. So it's like they're they're both extremely weak vampire, like, you know, uh, a weak example of a vampire, and also, um, like, uh, incredibly strong, which, you know... Otherwise, you're just kind of like sitting around being like aged for the rest of your like existence. Yeah, you're basically yeah. fucking JFK. Like it's with like uh, he's, he's never had to really use it. So yeah, like so it's like he's you know, but he's still got it. You know, it's like he's like, don't fuck with my. You know, he he's like, and that's another thing where he clearly shows empathy and love for Ian because because yeah. it's protection. It, it, he's not only protecting yeah. them. From the yeah. world at large, but he's protecting him from going down a road that human curiosity is not going to let him shy away from. Yeah. So, like, he's like, he's like yeah, I want to take a drink of this. This, give it to me. It's like you can't. Yeah, of course not. Like, hot chick pulls out a flask, takes a pull from it. Other hot chick, like, you know, drinking. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's have some of that. You know, like, yeah. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Whatever's yeah. happening, I'm in. Let's go. And she's yeah. also. I mean, she's doing the thing that kids always do, where they kind of test the waters over and over and over and over, and it's yeah, like, oh yeah, try have try to have a little bit of this. And it's like, dude, you know what blood? Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's kind of had a cut or something on their hand and been like. Like try, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at least they like, did something like that. Like you know what that's gonna taste like. It's gonna, yeah. you know, taste delicious. But I think like anyway. obviously <laughs> we don't. Yeah, it does. It's fucked up that it tastes good. I know. I was a kid like, when I was a kid. Like I like, oh, I've got a cut. Forest mm-hmm. eating nickels. It's it tastes like it tastes like it tastes like loonies. No. <laughs> yeah, but the the loonies. Yeah, it ain't here. Like it's him. He does. He has that. It like, tastes I, like insert Australian. Uh, Currency, yeah. No, insert Australian coin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have one more clip, and then we will go to the we go to the letterbox one liners. This is for Andy. Andy, you know we got a uh, long suffering Andy down there who's uh, (laughs) not being fed. He's getting railroaded by us rock and rollers right now. (laughs) No, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) All right. Well, you know we we got a call in. This is a shout out that goes to Andy. You know a request. <laughs> Long distance dedication to J Andrew World. The J stands for justice. Um, but this film, I'm just curious, was really lit. I mean, it was lit so beautifully. And so I'm wondering how fast or how slow you worked. Well, it's the first time I worked uh, digi- with digital photography. And uh, uh, we used this camera, the Alexis, which is, um, well, I don't like digital for several reasons. I don't like the uh, depth of field that's very deep. I don't like uh, exterior daylight and skin tones. Looks very not not appealing to me. And these weren't problems because <laughs> the exterior daylight shots. And we're shooting interiors with very low light. We were shooting, lighting these scenes with, light bulbs and these little LED squares and uh, very, very minimal. So we didn't have that depth of field problem either. So the photography, I find it really beautiful. Beautiful. Lit very delicately. 
because it's very small lamps and not a lot of big stuff, you know, so. <laughs> okay, we're gonna open this up. Open this pit up. Oh my God, I was just gonna make the same joke, God damn it. <laughs> Cause she also comes Sorry. to me like, well, this is also so lit. And it was, it was like, and she leaned in with open this pit up. I'm like, it's like you're yeah. trying to distract me from everything. That's it. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Let's open this pit up. This shit is lit as fuck. Like, yeah, it's a perfectly nice, like, film QA. And then suddenly a mosh pit breaks out. Great. Oh, that would be fantastic. I would, I would watch that. I'd probably pay to watch that. You know? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, like, stuffy journalists like yeah. Oh, oh god, yeah. You know, like with their 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 uh, <laughs> with their lanyards flying around yeah. as they like uh, you know yeah, <laughs> fucking beige, all wearing beige and shit. I to feel be, like it's to be fair, fair, it's the uh, it's the Lincoln Center, I think, and and you know they had Chapel Trap House there. Uh, not that one, but I mean the when they had the fucking Starship Troopers, they had them you know coming in and they were. <laughs> no pit, though. Uh, I feel like these scenarios we come up with on this show would be great vignettes. It was so good. It just leaned right in there. I had to do it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, we need yeah, a pit if Ben Burgess ever does a live show. Um, oh, you know, get, get a pit for that. Yeah. Get this pit going for Ben Burgess, everybody. <laughs> Let's get uh, philosophical. <laughs> okay. So, real point of order. Real, real vampire Jim Jarmusch there talking about the lighting and like how we you know, want exactly. It. I don't like skin tones. Come yeah, on, vampire. Of course he doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this, specifically with digital, like he was talking about, like, like if you um, watch a lot of these these movies, uh, you know, that, that have come out in the past twenty years, a lot of them have been shot digital, and a lot of them look like crap. Uh, and this yeah. movie does not look like crap. Um, there's no, a very, very well, this is a, you know, <laughs> that's a review. This movie does not look like crap. Just this Andrew oh, world. That, um, the, the bit where the, just in that, that clip, the woman is saying, you know, how long did this take? Like type thing, the shots. And yeah, when they do those slow, really slow zoom in shots of them, like lying together and doing the puzzle piece things, like, it's like, it's just so beautiful. You're like taken away for a minute. Because it's like yeah. this whimsical thing that's different. By the way, I I, I really hate to I really hate to say this, but like they had like a very similar body, like the same. I mean, it's the same skin tone, but it's also like this is a strange. Oh, Tilda till and Tom do. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. that's kind of cool because it's like there's there's sort of this like like rat king of like no of hanging no out. I, I I agree. It's just it's just funny that like I don't I don't know. It's just funny. It was very funny to me seeing that. Well, I mean, yeah, like oh, yeah. fuck, they kind of have a similar. Like they, because because I think I think Tom Hiddleston is a little bit uh, androgynous, and Tilda Swinton's definitely very androgynous. They kind of yeah. pick two actors that kind of have this like it does almost doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, I guess it's a woke movie; doesn't really matter the gender, but like they kind of have a, a similar uh, body type. Two, well, two twinks, the, two twinks lined up in a pretzel. Yeah, well, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> It is kind of like, I mean, well, he's like the poster boy for, you know, for the whole goth, like, vampiric thing. Like, he's yeah. perfect. Like, yeah. he's been picked perfectly. And also the rock star as well. Tall, skinny, like, lanky dude who's all broody and blue. Like, so he's, like, kind of like the perfect choice, really. 
And then I mean, something then something about it almost reminded me of like Sid and Nancy in some ways. Like like as a female, I'm also I mean, obviously that's a part of Tilda's charm and energy as well. But as a woman, I'm like love them, but like I'm like, ooh, I'm attracted here, but there's something about Tilda that kind of brings you over. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to go over that song now. <laughs> as well, like, because you're like, mm. like, she's just so cool. And like, there's this energy about her that's incredibly like attractive and like very seductive. So. Yeah. And then almost, as, I mean, you know, it's not even like almost like a masculinity and femininity thing. It's like, mm. there's this, there's this kind of interesting dynamic between the two of them, right? Where it's like, he's incredibly existential and like worried about things and anxious. And she's, you know, a lot calmer and it's like their relationship works. Like the relationship hundred percent works as in like, you know, when they say at the end of the movie, they're like, you know, you could be on the opposite sides of the, of the universe. These particles will still vibrate together. It works in that way. And I think that that's something that kind of, I think that that exists in relationships outside of gender. I think that exists outside of um, these kind of almost concepts that we, that we like these gender roles that we kind of put onto ourselves as. But it's also it's interesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no, that, like, totally, which I find yeah, yeah. is so amazing. And, like, that is, like, it's so interesting. And But then you have the, the opposite side of the coin where they still get married every century or whatever it is. Yeah. They've been married three times, so they're still engaged. That happens in every one of their weddings. Yeah. Too many. Too many. Like, <laughs> they, ask for a, they ask me to buy a present every single time, and I'm like, dude, you guys, you know, you want you – want, a, a you know a five thousand dollar work of art and I don't I don't have that every every century. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, how many blenders y'all need? <laughs> no, First of all, how dare you? Yeah. No, there's just something <laughs> fascinating that like I think I think when we look at relationships and like when we look at something like that, right? And and in the same way that like particles kind of almost vibrating and like kind of these opposite things that aren't necessarily opposite things that apply to anything gender related aren't necessarily these, these, but like you kind of have one person that's steady and one person that's incredibly tense, right? Like you can't have two, if you have two incredibly tense people that are like existentially freaking out, that's not a relationship that can work over the course of like a year, let alone, uh, you know, Netflix series, not so much a great reality, you know, exactly. Yeah. So if you have like two incredibly like, uh, tense and anxious, mentally ill kind of people at the same (laughs) time. Freaking out for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you have one person that's kind of steady and, and they're sitting there and they're like, listen, you know, the, the future's coming. You have one person that's kind of attached to the past. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it works. And it's, it's it's not even like necessarily opposites in the sense of like, well, every every trait that I have, uh, yeah, this person right. has the opposite it's, trait. But it, it's like a steady, it's like a steady, uh, you know, thing. And then at the same time, on the opposite side of it, like uh, someone who's vibrating and creative and really putting everything into things and she's like a very, very much a, yeah. like she's that eternal optimist who's like she's finding like you know well, there's this and there's that and let's dance let's have a great time like this is how you know and then you've got yeah him being like so caught up in everybody else's emotions and everybody else's drama and he doesn't she's even a, she's a free spirit i think i mean like you know she she's free from not free from caring about things she loves him deeply like mm. she loves him like you know probably more than you, you really like even comprehend in this movie but like you know there's someone who's kind of uh it's almost like terrestrial right like he's kind of looking at terrestrial things and being like oh well human beings are draining the life out of this world all this stuff and she's like listen like 
this is kind of almost like an emotional thing for me. Like I'm, I'm above this. Like I don't have those same concerns. So it's like, yeah. it's a fascinating thing because I, I really, I don't like necessarily when they over, when they overplay something and it's like, oh, I'm this. And the other person's the exact opposite, but it's more yeah, of like, yeah, it's like a universal. But it shows you, it shows you, it doesn't tell yeah. you. That, that's, I yeah. think that's my problem with, with most quote unquote romantic comedies is they're so busy telling you what you're supposed to feel that you don't yeah. actually feel anything. And not that yeah. this is a romantic comedy, let's be clear. But yeah. like that genre is rife with just like, the tropes of it even are just like mm. you're told how you should feel. And th this is a good job of, again, laboriously and, and very patiently showing you what their relationship is like and why you should care. And to, to the point that like yeah. when you get to the end of it, you're like, all right, well, that sucks for them. But, you know, OK, they're guess they're going to turn these kids. And I guess that's a whole separate chapter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they, like, they they fall into they fall into the same thing that you know they're kind of upset at the uh, the sister for doing, which is you know exactly. kind of. Uh, but but at the same time, it's being not impetuous, same, being yeah, it's not yeah, it's not yeah. the same base level of it. It's not the same like oh well we're we're they're like it's it's thought out and they're like well I guess we have to do this. This is morale yeah. like morally speaking, and then you know I mean he's still like they're they're justifying it in the sense of like you know uh, Tom Phillips would be like oh I get the girl like which is like a, a funny yeah. like you know because they're kind of planning yeah. it out between the two of them but at the same time it's like this is what you guys did get angry at you know uh Ava for and it's like I understand yeah, it's okay when we do it yeah because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we really we talked it out we talked it out there's two yeah. of us we talked it out yeah. and now you yeah. know it's cool now <laughs> yeah we yeah. sorted it that's good <laughs> but it's like you know but it's like they're clearly like when she says you know this is so 1500s like it's like you know they haven't done this for a really long time but yeah. there's almost like a fresh almost like well there's there's an element of survival and keeping them there's no other them. options yeah it's, it's either yeah. that or just it's over johnny it's wither off like so there's that but then you also have like there's almost you know they've just watched that performance they're standing there and there's almost a little bit of excitement like yes yeah. no 100 there's these two humans that are like so in love and seem almost pure and innocent and untouched and that gives them a sense of hope so instead of giving up they go well let's go backwards and let's okay we're gonna eat this you know we're gonna do it like <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna eat this you know? <laughs> like, we're just like, you know, but it's okay because we're gonna turn them afterwards so that that makes exactly. it okay we're gonna turn them we're gonna give them a reward you know in yeah we'll buy them a nice dinner after we uh by the way it's, it's hard to it's hard to watch that and not think about the uh Hey, we saw you from across the bar and I wanted to um, know if you wanted to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I but I love that nervousness between Adam and Eve, like walking there and being all like whisper whisper and like <laughs> like like they really like it's like they have not done this for so long. But and but then, then the last two seconds, like they're like, Oh yeah, they're vampires, I forgot. And, and you, it's the first <laughs> Yeah, but it's a it's really the first like full moment where you see all the fangs out. And, and it's like not even it's like two seconds even. Yeah. Right. Like and he yeah. specifically like doesn't it. elongate the shot. Like I know directors who should not be named would like freeze frame on that or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's it, so you know, quick. Yeah, like y'all are probably wondering how we got here. Well <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Record scratch. But uh but Conan I you know, I play that for Andy and we you know We've uh, we've we've eaten up Andy's time. We have not let him. Yeah, we got to. Just like those couple at the end, we ate it up. Yeah, Andy, exactly. do you have do you have your own? Yeah. Oh. So anyway, no. that's our show for today. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, Andy's just like amazing. He seems like our moderator tonight.
He's like, no, I was just chilling. Just um, except for the terrible jokes. It just, let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not redact history, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What a, a couple of them are good, though. Um, no, uh, yeah, the, the Tilda Swift is my favorite boy period. Yes. Yeah, that yeah that's great. good. That's solid. Um, anyways, uh, no, I, I was, uh, you know, just, just about the, the, the lighting, um, the, 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 the use of, uh, warm colors too. Um, you know, cause usually like vampire movies, they, 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 they want to usually paint the world cool, uh, in cool colors and then, you know, uh, bathe you with the, the warm bloods and, and, you know, kind of hit you over the head. And I think, I think, um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, you know, did a, did a lot of that in uh, his Dracula movie, which is stunning to look at. And this movie is is a very, you know, it's a very different kind of uh, thing where, where, where like the warmth comes from the humanity of these characters and that that's shown through like not your typical like 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 Tilda Swinton's in like a warm yellow, you know, um, you know, so 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 she, she, as she as she always is. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's it works too. Like, like it was almost like you know that was that was her thing. And, and like, um, uh, you know, uh, he he was still in like the darker colors and the blues, like the cool colors. But he was also surrounded with lots of warm colors. So you you know, it, it was it was a very uh, like inverted kind of uh, visuals that you get from like vampires. It's a gorgeous, and it's also just a gorgeous movie when they're going through like the city of Detroit, which is, you know, somewhere yes. that's been decimated by like, yeah. you know, industrial. And, and it's, it's just and, like the, the yeah. American uh, Twilight music video from, from Crime of the City Solution, which is literally just them driving around Detroit and showing the decimation uh, mm -hmm. of it. Um, uh, which if, if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out. You'll see yeah, the trailer. Watch that. Yeah. 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 As soon as it's done, just go to YouTube. Check it out. Cue it up. Um, and I mean, it's crime of the city solution. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you're doing okay. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I just want, I want to be the one person, I, I want to mention that, uh, you know, Detroit, as much as it is like devastation and ruin, and it's that's very well articulated within the film, there are also incredible pockets of like growth and amazing things that, that are happening. Yeah, uh, after you, you know. finish the crime, uh, the city solution video, um, there's a great episode of Art 21 about uh, Detroit and how artists are coming in. Oh, cool! And breathing in new life, and um, uh, I actually got to see in that, yeah. in that episode, uh, which was very exciting uh, a few years ago. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 been interesting it to, uh, and I guess I'm just hijacking your shit again. Sorry, but like the last ten years, like fifteen years of like playing Detroit and like seeing it kind of like go through this regrowth period where you know you have people that have lived there the whole life that are like basically reclaiming their city from like this rotten malfeasance and outside actions that basically have, you know, it's a separate show to talk about this, like bankrupted that city in more ways than one. And to see like these pockets of like amazing things happen, it's like seeing like a post-apocalyptic area, or if you've ever seen a volcano, where it's just devastation. You see, like you know, like you know, flower coming up out of like the lava. It's it's something like that. It really is incredible. And I think that people that take take it upon, oh, of course, you're showing like you know the white vampire living in Detroit. Interesting how there's only one black character. Are missing the point because when yeah, you well, fuck those people. When you're thinking about the character of Adam and you're thinking about like what he wants, he's an optimist ultimately. Like he he's an optimist that is constantly let down. And yeah, that's why he's so bummed all the time. Right, you know. but Detroit's the perfect place for that because it's like it's like yeah, I would I would like I would love to believe in something. Let's see if we can freaking land it, right? And like yeah, even that's, that even, scene, theater was amazing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, he gives like the, the the history behind the theater that's now being used as a parking garage, <laughs> and it is like just which is real. That is a real. That isn't a story. That's a real place. And I think it's yeah. astounding that you get to see that and you get to see the characters uh, get what they get out of it uh, as well. And it's amazing because there is so much regrowth through Detroit, which is a beautiful city that has been just done. I would say done the most wrong, but then there's Flint, Michigan, and that's a very different show. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's again, why Vampire so Obama drank the water out, you know, on stage. <laughs> uh, now look, all right, uh, this is contaminated. <laughs> uh, turns out I just drank some poison. Uh, I'm going to go. Thank, get God, they, uh, thank God, I'm a, I'm a vampire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I hijacked your shit, Justice Andrew World. Please accept my apologies. Yeah, that's okay. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. So, with <laughs> my thoughts, you were talking um, about um, the lighting, the lighting, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and which, which, uh, you know, because uh, yeah, uh, most most vampire movies have the, the cool backgrounds, and then like, like you know, for instance, you know, Bram Stoker the stark red of, of it looks um, different it looks so yeah and, and it's almost kind of inverted in a way because um everything around uh uh you know uh, adam is is you know um warm not not bright not necessarily but but warm kind of warm yeah yeah and, and there's there's a warmth that you don't normally see in vampire uh films and, and he is uh the contrast of being a bit of cold no candles um, either no, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> it's just like all these warm, then, like, beautiful, like lamps and things. Like, really. It beautiful. seems like in some ways the warmest character, and in, in some like when she finally shows up is Ava, right? Like, she's she's, uh, right. you know, not just with color, but like with you know, just the the uh, emotion that she brings to things, right? Like the the excitement that she brings to things. I mean, one of the funniest things is when she's like. Yeah, like this, and she's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. like there's this, there's this, uh, this ramping up almost of this like excitement, and you know that that's not necessarily like a positive thing, because you mm-hmm. like, like I, I could tell what was about to happen from a mile away when when she finally yeah, yeah. did. Oh yeah, yeah, that. that but but on the head, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I love but the there scene is, when the yeah. head falls back when she's yeah. after she has it. That's a beautifully shot scene. But she's Big not evil, right? Like, she's she's not she's not like there's no there's no like it doesn't feel like there's anything malicious about what she did. There is something. Just, she's generally just, just like talking yeah. about her, but she's not. You she's know. just being yeah. herself, like what she. Yeah, she's just you know that's a thing. She's young and like you know fresh, and she's just like she's just being herself. She's doesn't seem a zombie in L.A. anyway, so you know. <laughs> no, but there's like this. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's just it just feels it feels like it feels like there's this uh energy that she brings to it, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But she also up like an yeah. hour in, by the way. Like like I mean it's like already like an hour into the film when like Mia shows up and you're and you're like, Oh, okay, this there's this character. At first you're like, Oh, it's scrappy do and it's like, Oh no, no, it's more than that, right? But mm. like or at least that's what I thought when I saw it. But it's kind well, of I, I mean I, I, I just I felt like I mean, you know, there's, you kind of have that they need, like She's yeah, this yeah. interruption that comes in, and from there everything pings in different directions, and that's what causes all these, you know, all the next moments. So if she didn't turn up. They probably just would have been doing it. Oh, she like, didn't turn up. So it's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's what. Mia Wasikowska turned it up for sure. Yeah, By the way, what a great run for her. Little, like 
little bit of petrol just thrown on the fire there, like to. <laughs> You know, I mean, she had like uh, around like the same couple years she did this movie. She did Double and she did Stoker, which is uh, yeah. honestly one of my favorite Park Chan-wook movies, which I know is heresy when that's the guy that did Old Boy. But like, I think that movie's wild underrated. Uh, and like, she went from someone that like, I, I don't know who that is to like, oh, I know who that is. And she's awesome. Mm. Um, one one last thing, I, I guess before the uh, before the one one the one liners uh, really fast. I, I think that she's kind of almost the opposite of Ian, which is interesting in this movie. Like, uh, yes. because he's kind of uh, he's kind of fascinated by the fact that he doesn't really know anything about Adam and Eve. Like, you know, or well, especially I mean, because you know he's never met Eve before. But like, he doesn't know anything about the Adam character. Like, he's just kind mm-hmm. of this mysterious uh, person that's kind of hanging out in the shadows. And he's like, oh well, you want another bullet? You want? I got you a bullet, but like, it's like, there's yeah. no. You want some vintage guitars? Yeah. You want some like oblique? Like, well, what's going on with your power and stuff? Do you want me to get someone to come and fix this or do that? Yeah. Like, this this, this looks like it's a fire hazard. <laughs> and then, but and then it seems like uh, Ava shows up and realizes, like, no, this is like, like you guys are fucking boring. Like, you don't even leave the house. So on one yeah. hand, it's like this this one character that's like, oh, this guy's fascinating. Like, his his music's so good, he doesn't leave the house. And then Ava's version of that is like. No, this is boring as fuck. This guy does not leave the fucking house. Like yeah. he's just been yeah. doing this for fucking five years. forever. Yeah, like <laughs> come on. Yeah, definitely. And even the scene, I found it because you know that guy. You know Ian. Like I said, you know, oh, to yeah. my other housemate. I was like, this is my mate. You know, this is this guy Ben. You know that we know. And I was like, that's yeah. him. Can you can feel it? The awkwardness. The fucking. He's, he's the guy who's at the party on, on the love seat, like slowly yeah. drinking a PBR and be yeah. like, he's stoked to be there, but he doesn't really have anything to interject. Yeah, like, but he's and, like, but he's like the, the best dude. Yeah, the same. And then suddenly, and then suddenly, he's like, "Hey, you guys want to try ketamine?" And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, oh, why not?" Yeah. I have yeah, no funny. His, of his interaction with Ava, like he's like never been laid. And you know yeah. that he's like, yeah. like he's like all virgin, like virgin blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, by the way, he, there's a uh, there's a there's a third sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show, where they need somebody like that, uh, like hmm. the you know the Frankenfurter character comes back from the dead for whatever reason, needs somebody with that virgin blood, and then it turns out the person's not actually a virgin; they're contaminated, and he gets like you know poisoned by it. That's like uh, they didn't make that movie, but there is a script. Where it's a very similar thing, mm. where he, he drinks the he drinks the blood of a, a contaminated person and dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think like he's contaminated in, well, you know, yeah, I mean, music industry, you know. Yeah, but yeah, music, <laughs> but also <laughs> like, um, like you know, he drinks, he like you know whatever, like, yeah. and he's you know, ethically as well, like he's mm. you know he's so I assume you know there's kind of that like subtle notion that. It's not just what you put in yourself, but it's also your personality and you as well that contaminates the blood. So, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're a bad person or you're like, you know, and so he did, he had, you know, his little bad, some bad ethics there, but he also was a really good dude, which is why Adam. Well, you, you, yeah, you, you can imagine he reconciles in his mind of like, this music is so good, the world deserves to hear it. He deserves yes. to get some recognition, even if he doesn't want it. So, yeah. like, he probably has his own internal dialogue for that. I mean, he's certainly not just trying to profiteer off it or something. 
No, well, no, he, I don't, I don't think he was doing that whatsoever. I, I just yeah. think he—it's also this kind of uh, recognition he's that like, oh, he's, almost. He's like, you know, yeah. and then when he, he says they're going out, he's like, like it's the most exciting thing ever. He gets yeah. to go out. And like, yeah, you know, really? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you're coming out. And even the guy that he's selling that record to turns around and he recognizes Adam. So it's like, yeah. Ian, what have you been doing? Like, yeah, he, he's really like, so, you know, he, he's clearly said, like, that's him, like, you know, or like, whatever it might be or something that's... But I think everybody, everybody knows that kind of person and that kind of feeling, right? Like, where it's not like, I don't think that it's like, oh, well, I can make this money off of it. I think it's like... No, no, he's he actually, the, like... the coolest person that I've ever met in my yeah. life. And, like, it's I'm like, the guy that's going to bring that this cool person's music to, like, a big crowd of people. And they're like... Holy yeah. shit, like this is crazy music. Be, yeah. He wants to be like him. It's like, you know, where did you get the gloves? Like, oh, like what about he's trying to be cool and like fit in with them. He right. wants to be he wants to be Adam's best mate. Like he does, like really bad desperately. And he suffers for it. Anyway, uh letterbox <laughs> one liners. You know, we gotta you know. Yes, yes, Forrest. Thank you very much. So uh letterboxed. Uh, bottom up democracy, the only social media site that matters. A uh, place uh, for lovers of film where people can talk at, with, and to each other about movies they love, movies that they don't love, have observations, funny, pithy, oblique conversation starters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Every time we have one of these films on this show, uh, I painstakingly curate a uh, series of reviews that I find to be uh, interesting uh, for the show for us to talk about, uh, talk over, uh, and also uh, laugh at and potentially goof on, uh, which is that's what this bit is, which is Letterbox One-Liners, Movie Night Extravaganza, MovieNightExtravaganza.com. Let's go. Imagine being in a three-way with Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. I know I am after seeing this. <laughs> the extra yeah, I would. I'm dead. I mean, yeah, yeah. didn't I say my direct quote from from me was like, "I'd bone." <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's Jason Fuster, by the way. Who's uh, he's a. Uh, I don't normally pick people that I am uh, familiar with or friends with on the uh, um for the letterbox reviews, but yeah, that's he. He has a really good channel, and he's a very funny guy. Uh, Jason I also like that uh, Tom Hilson looks vaguely suspicious with this yeah thing. he's like this yeah i know that's, that's crazy it's like really <laughs> really um that's jason fun time jason's fun time movie party is this instagram i'm not gonna bother looking up anything else anyway are they vampires or simply introverts who are really into rock music i really can't tell <laughs> are we human or are we dancers anyway that's a main leo with that one yeah all right I'm sure she'll be very famous. God, I hope not. She's way too good for that. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there is lines? kind of uh, you, you like. I think I think everyone that's really Nicholas Cage is, you know, that photo from um, Con Air. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's something there's something deeply uncool about being obsessed with fame, right? Like it's it's like mm. you know nobody wants like if you're if you really want to uh, appear to be aloof and cool, like you don't want to be famous. You want to fucking yeah, get on yeah, that. You're, and, like, you're not like I want to be a big star. Yeah, yeah. So there's throughout this movie, it kind of has that uh, that point, and and I, and I like that a lot about it. Like it, 
he's, he's like, oh my god, I hope no one fucking hears my music. It's fucking embarrassing. And then people are hearing it, and he's like, oh man, everyone's hearing my music. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Groove Man with the with the truth bombs there. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is not only a vampire, but a one man doom band. If that's not cool, then fuck you, <laughs> Rob Landers with the truth there. And like that World goes back to what we were saying. Loudest. Yeah, I mean that's what that goes back to what we were saying though, right? Like about like the music having like you know a hook to it. That's uh, it was dark. And it had a hook to it, and it worked. Yeah, as yes, there to function anyway. But I, I also just like the fact that the the guy, you know, that they've hired that plays the lute, like, and fucking Jim Jarvis yes. is like the, the loudest, a, a world's famous loudest. Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck has <laughs> ever said it like that? <laughs> yeah, it, as if that's a word that everybody knows and hears all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say I forgot to mention it before. The, a side bit is when I was organizing that for for Joseph. The loot gets its own seat on the plane. Why would the loot have to share a seat with somebody? That, that's they, they're very, very old. Wow. That, that's up there with nobody in the venue can look Danzig in the eye as far yeah, as the yeah. yeah. like. But I'm saying, like, I, I wouldn't, if I was, if I was a, if I was a world famous loudest, I wouldn't want my loot to share a seat with somebody. I'd, I'd want it, you know, you have it no, in his own seat. right next to him. He needs it in the yeah. seat. No, no, Yo-Yo Ma lost his cello once flying, uh, which is like the first time I ever heard of Yo-Yo Ma. I was like 13 or 14, and I thought it was a rapper. And I'm like, yo, this rapper has placed the cello? That's so cool. But um, it was a rapper. That's amazing. The first time I ever heard of Yo-Yo Ma, I was walking through New York City on a construction site, and I hear someone just go, Yo-Yo Ma. Can I just say that that's why my instruments are made of aluminum, which is the same thing that the aircraft is made of, so I don't mind checking them. Hey, Thank can you. your uh, can you, can can your instruments play? Uh, can can they melt steel beams? <laughs> that's a different show, my friend. Next, right. <laughs> amazing how this film captures the ennui and joylessness of living in an age where everything—art, culture, knowledge—is so easily accessible but a sense of value and connection has become so difficult to experience. Okay, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, right? I mean, yeah. I think that was a great observation. He, he's right, but, you know, he is also Adam. He's also Adam. <laughs> and I, that's, it's not lost. He's right, but he's Adam. He's Adam right, is on point. but he's also Adam. <laughs> Where do they source the bathrobes for this film? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's You're talking about, about it now, that. though, aren't you? Chloe Woods got you thinking. Probably yeah, they, from, they are probably from England. <laughs> would be my guess. Are they artisanal? Are they single sourced? Were they sustainably farmed? <laughs> yes, at, of, at the uh, bathrobe farm, you know, down, down the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, a drop, of, there's a drop of blood in the bathrobe. Now I'm completely distracted. Cool Kids Antique Roadshow. That's Literally, true. Ian's going through every fucking day of his life. <laughs> by the way, like, real talk, like, that would be the best job, by the way. Find, like, cool vintage guitars and amps and stuff for some, like, eccentric, apparently millionaire who gives you, like, gigantic wads of cash. Great. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's probably better that, that he's a vampire than he is, like, a pedophile. Because there's really two jobs you can really have with that, with that level of... Uh, you know, I'm in this weird house. Find me some fucking random fucking. Oh, uh, okay. I was yeah. I was wondering where you're going with that, and I figured it out eventually. 
Jeffrey Hupstein, more like over there. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, vampire. What's next, Molly? What? Yeah, I really, I really like how sarcastic that is because, like, Molly, you know, how many, how many fucking, how many roles is <laughs> how many <laughs> three stars? How many roles is Tom Hiddleston gonna really play? Like, oh wow, he's pale again. <laughs> <laughs> Has what? anybody heard of conditioner in this movie? No, fuck off, Nate. <laughs> all I like the hair. I like the hair. Has uh, garlic in it, so you know you can't just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they the use dry shampoo, obviously. Vampires don't have time to wash their hair every fucking day. Yeah. They're, they're, they're real busy. Every day for hundreds of years. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. The books in the fridge was a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it really was though. I, 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 when I was putting these things together last night, like the, the graphics uh i was like i was like no nah, that actually is true because it's like a, it's a, it's basically a decanter like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Also, you're, you're preserving your books no, yeah. and like you know 32 degrees celsius is certainly the right temperature to read a book at just and like the right temperature to watch a movie at is letterbox.com everybody letterbox a place for film uh follow the show movie night extravaganza that's forced over there i of course am conan neutron uh renee ruins on there as well uh wait i can't point out her uh so it, it, <laughs> let's make her post more and of course the mighty justice andrew world uh as well <laughs> <laughs> Hilda Swinton, everybody. Uh, uh, follow him as well. Uh, Letterbox, place for film, movie next extravaganza, Justice Andrew World. Uh, I yield my time to you. Yes. So, uh, if you're watching us right now on uh, the illustrious, tw uh, tw what are we on? Twitch. <laughs> Can I impeach him? No, anyway. <laughs> You're willing to do his bit. No, Twitch just totally not. <laughs> so if you're watching us right now on Twitch, you're probably wondering why. Apparently, we gained a person watching. While we're watching. I, I wonder that all the time, and I'm on this Fakakta show. Oh, okay. let's try this again here. Um, if right. you're watching us on Twitch, um, make sure that you, um, you know, like, subscribe. Uh, subscribing really does help us out. If you are an Amazon Prime uh, member, you can subscribe to us for free, and that that you know that's good. That's good. Um, watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. But please, uh, everybody, you know, check out our Patreon. Our Patreon is also a great way to support us, um, so we can keep on doing and making these movies and questioning why we are doing this. <laughs> Yes. Railroading Andrew so thank badly. You. <laughs> thank you. I need I need to reference though the fact that in this movie twice they have the I found it on YouTube uh joke where she's watching the fucking French like the French fucking the French TV Dracula gym. song, right? Yeah, and she's like, and she's like hanging out. I found it on YouTube. <laughs> but he found it on oh, his, movie on his, like, if you find it on YouTube, you know what? One day a vampire is gonna be watching. Yes. We should clip. We should clip that as as a as an advertisement. But she finds it on YouTube on his like you know what is it like NES like it's like connected over to like a, a freaking squirrel running around in a th like it's just, like and she's it's amazing. Which uh, which is really funny because a couple like a couple days ago when I was um I was talking to Bester about coming on and I sent him the picture of my VCR because I had the Death to Smoochie uh 
somewhere I have the Death Smoochie VHS, exactly. and I was like, see, I still have the, v- the, the, the VCR. And I, I don't know, I felt like in this movie, he's like, he has everything kind of connected to it. Oh. like, yeah, that's, that's my Dude, room. Dude, <laughs> Adam would have, like, the Brazil Criterion Collection on VHS, 100%. Like, I mean, like, that that's that guy that, like, oh, wow, you have all of the Prisoner on the original have, like, VHS? Great. Yeah, I reckon he'd also have, like, Beta. Like he'd be that. He guy. would have. He would have. He would not only have VHS and Betamax. He would have thoughts on the relative intricacies of like box sets for both. Guaranteed. Yeah. hundred percent guaranteed. And I say that yeah. with love. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, come on the show. Um. <laughs> no, and guy's, watching him set up. That guy's a legit genius, by the way. Anyway, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love him. It reminded me of a Loki. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Andy, let, let's 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 transition it to your final thoughts. And uh, yeah, you know. no, watching that whole setup of the of the TV and everything like that reminded me of a uh, art show I did a few years ago, where, where we actually was running my artwork through uh, old TVs and also projecting it oh, on cool. walls. It was it was a really cool thing. We had like a, a experimental. Hey, we those movies now. Sorry, I, I really sorry. I'm, <laughs> it, it was it was very much like this movie uh, because we had a noise musician. In the corner, you know, with a synth, um, doing his thing, um, different sound, but you know, same kind of, same kind of, same vibe, you know. Um, and it was like, and he ended just... up locking all the doors in the in the place, right, and then burning it down and killing Hitler. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, uh, we we got uh, the, there was a big blizzard, yeah, and so nobody like up. showed up, and we ended up just like. Uh, <laughs> Um, pulling out like musical instruments and just like jamming until like three in the morning. Yeah, it was. It was right. uh, yeah, I don't know what that has to do with the movie, but good, good job. Um, <laughs> were, were those, were those your final thoughts, or was that? No, 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 I actually right. my final oh, thoughts. Just, 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 the total thing that I was uh, uh, vibing with with the movie was the fact that art can be private, and it absolutely can be. I, I uh, the, you know, when More I show my artwork, art. I want the world to see it. When I'm not showing you my artwork, I don't want you to see it. And uh, people need to learn that sometimes whenever I'm working. Um, but also, um, uh, it, it's just, I, I, I was like, whenever he says, no, that's private. I never related to a movie so much in my life. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, well, I mean, you know, you, you gotta have the, you know, the private art. It's it's hard, right? You have to have some things for I'm consumption. A private artist, private but you, for nothing. But like, no, but you gotta have some things for consumption. But you can't lose the spark that, because I mean, this happened with me in editing. Like, I I lose the spark that actually makes me feel like I'm doing something that I want to be doing and something that kind of makes me feel creatively fulfilled. And once you kind of lose that, it, it's you can't get it back. Yeah, like, no. it's it's also like like the process. Like like when I'm painting, sometimes. Um, I don't want people to see, you know, what I'm painting. Right. Um, and and uh, it was a really hard uh, in uh, college when I uh, was taking a class for a professor who, who ran it like the old salons where, where you would sit there and critique with your professor every single much time. Like, uh, much like Adam's house in this movie, the old salons. Um, yeah, no, no. But it, it, um, uh, it, it very much is a thing where, where like, you know, if, if I'm working on something, Sometimes I just I, I don't want to be around people. I don't want people to see it. It's it's it really is something private. So you know. Yeah. No. I, I listen. I, I yeah. As someone that is creative, that isn't necessarily doing art the way that you are, but like is doing art myself. Like yeah. 
Like it, it is, and you need something. You need some things for yourself. And once you like, you give too much away, you've given away like something inside of you. And, you, and you when it's finished, I can it. give it away. It's just it's the process. Yeah, who cares of about doing that point? It. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's done. It's finished. No, it's, I'm not being funny. I mean, I, that's how I actually yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. whatever. It's out in the world now. It's it's everyone's. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. why I give it to Ian. He gives it to everybody in the right. Just give it to Ian. He'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah uh, my, my Ian will take care of it. <laughs> John Ross is your Ian. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Renee, you got some final, you got some final thoughts. Yeah, final, final thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean this this movie is just it's just a beautiful piece of work um, from start to finish, and it's like an amazing, you know, it is an amazing um, film that's about music, but it's also an amazing film you know, from from the vampire gothic sort of point of view. And I, so, I mean, to me, this is just a great big, well, it is, like a big boner fest. It's just perfect. You you know, it's like the movie for, for our, like, kind of people, I feel like. It's like our vampire movie for, like, us. And, um, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it's a great big ball of fun. You can't not get... yeah. Get Which, by the way, you call this you call it a, a beautiful piece of work. There's there's a line that I actually was thinking about that that I just remembered again once you said that where uh, Ava touches Tom Hiddleston's face and goes, "You look so beautiful," which is just like a, a perfect line of just like because aesthetically, you know what I mean? Like he's there's, yeah. he's kind of playing with that whole idea of like masculinity, femininity, like this you Ooh. know because these are both kind of androgynous artists, and to have her kind of like actually touch his face and be like. So, so yeah, because he yeah, does. Yeah. Uh, everything is so ethereal. Yeah. And then you've got the warmness as well. And and you're constantly being drawn into who they are as like, well, who they were as humans, I guess, the soul and that energy of who they are. And, yeah. you know, I think that's a difficult thing in film to convey. And Jamush does it in such a subtle way very classy way you also have to trust as the actor i think you have to trust that the director is not mocking you right like something like that happens or you're kind of in this uh in in this state of kind of uh yeah michael bay wouldn't be able to pull that off right yeah (laughs) you have have to trust that there's like the director is looking out for your best interest and doing this kind of uh almost like androgynous uh like like performance across the world and you have to be like listen this is something that I do think that I you know, I have to put myself fully into. Mm. Um, yeah, you 100% get the yeah, like I mean that everyone is invested in this. This is yeah. you know, this is something that, that everyone has immersed themselves in. Whether it's the musical side of it or the you know wherever it is in that creative field, everyone is like 100% in this. Like you really you know you do get that vibe. Um, and then seeing at the end of it, you're, you know, I, it feels like something that's so completed and so polished and so beautiful, right? But mm-hmm. like, you, you also have to look at each piece of it and think, like, no, this takes an enormous amount of trust. Like that, this oh, is something that's really yeah. being planned out. Even yeah, like there's so many bits in it, like, you know, like I said, with you know those beautiful shots with them, they're they art, they really are art pieces. Those shots, like, and they did need trust. Like you don't just sort of like. There's no hiding those bits there. They're not body doubles. They're not, that's the actors, you know, like 100% vulnerability on display. Like, and, you know, that takes 
a, a world of trust for them, you know, like for, for from a director to be able to go, I'm going to give you that part of me for this art. Right. Like, and, and giving, and he's kind of giving away parts of himself within that to also say like, you, these are going to be closed off. You know what I mean? Like within the, within the, the story itself, these are moments that are closed off. You're, you're yeah. having these moments that nobody else is seeing. Like Ava, even Ava, like her, her sister doesn't really see these moments. Like when she actually comes in and like just jumps on the bed or something like that, like this yeah. is this is a moment that's being disturbed. You're watching this kind of uh, almost like this, 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 you know, moment of time that they don't really get with each other, get disturbed completely. It's almost like when you throw like a, a rock into a pond. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that character in a nutshell too. Yeah. 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 Because so you she's do, the rock gradually skipping over the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get drawn into this just amazing other world that really is their personal private moment. Yeah. That we're and, not and, you get, and you get these you get these hints of other things that have happened throughout this time period mm -hmm. that don't get explained. Like the fact that, you know, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, 87 years ago in Paris, something happened and you don't get that explained. They're like, oh, well, you know, you have this gun. Is it because the other the other vampires are, are fucking with you? Like you're getting bullied and thrown into a locker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like so you have all these things that are kind of all these things that are hinted at. I as someone that wants to be a film director and like kind of that's been like it's really hard not to over explain things. It's like, cause I, I used to write all the time, like when I was younger, like it's really hard not to be like, it takes an enormous amount of confidence to like create a world and then not explain most of it. Be like, mm -hmm. this is, this is what you're seeing. And, and you don't get to see anything else. You don't. Like, and that's, that's why this film works. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. why it works because you're, you're like, you're actually becoming immersed in their relationship and you're like, you don't, nothing's being spelled out for you, but at the same time, it's like dangling these little things in front of you, alluring you towards this. And, you know, I think that that is the magic, you know, of <laughs> that's the magic of um, of Jamush in uh, particularly in Jen, like with most of his films. But this film, he I think he really, you know, went that extra like and which yeah. is probably why the film took so long to to write, because like Forrest said before, like, to not over explain and to not is hard and so you know you to make really it, trust yourself not to do that like yeah and you got to trust in the process that the final product is going to look your like, loudest is going to be so good mm, that because mm. you're saying you're not you're not explaining any of this stuff and you're so you need to trust that everything that you're seeing in your head is what the viewer is going to see and yeah. feel when it comes to life and when so, you put up the wall, which Jar Jarmusch to, is yeah. great at, he's great at showing. And he, from his very first film, he always has been great at showing you what's going on. And like, like not even with like it, any interest in over explaining, just like yeah, yeah. Which, makes it, which makes it really funny because the uh, the cans and and then I'll I'll, I'll jump to you, Conan. Um, the cans, uh, you know, when we were watching the, the that part of the dialogue with the actors. He, at the beginning of it, he's like, I'm not going to explain to you what the movie's about. So if you're going to ask me that, fuck off. Like, pretty much. And so everyone's yeah. like, well, I don't want to ask you what the movie's about, but, and like, you know, the question would have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but let me ask you what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's try. But like, that's Charmouche in a nutshell. He's a punk rocker in that way. Right? Yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck if you, like, don't, if you want that from me. I'm not you don't give get it. To. Yeah, like, if you don't get it, you're not getting it. And yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. It's that kind of vibe, you know? Exactly. It's like when you like, when you, when you like a particular artist or a particular musician and you you know it's like when you're talking to someone and, and they go oh, i don't i don't like blah and you're like oh, 
You don't, you know, you don't get it. You never get it. You, you get don't it. get it. You don't get my process. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get, you well, get it or you don't. You can't explain. Some some work is so great that it can't be explained. See, my process, process, my writing process, is that I shoot myself repeatedly with a, <laughs> a wooden bullet in the heart. All right, so I. Conan, let me hear I your final thoughts. I want to, I want to yeah. hear your final thoughts. So this is actually the perfect segue, because I think one of the coolest quotes in this movie is the, how could you have lived so long and still not get it? I think that's an incredible quote. Mm. And that tells yeah. you everything you know about both characters and their relationship to each other, too. And it's it's great, because this, this is a movie, yeah, it's about, like, cool vampires and stuff, but, like, it's about love and disdain, uh, for society and for people, uh, it's about boredom. It's and about in some ways for each other, not each other, but like in some ways for you know. I mean, I think Tilda Swinton's character is deeply in love with him, but also kind of like is like you're. They're they're living in different they're they're different countries. Like, yeah, like like at the time you're like, oh, are they estranged? Like, no, it's just vampire shit. It's the equivalent of them being in different rooms because <laughs> they had a fight. Yeah, right? yeah, it's vampire <laughs> shit. They've they've been together for so long, they need a little break every now and again, like to. But but that's that's their equivalent of it, right? And yeah. and, and like, but it's also about, like I said, boredom, uh, depression, which is very clear. You're the same kind of person mm -hmm. you were before you became a vampire, and ennui. Like, yeah, you get all the time in the world to master your art, become a master of your craft, to 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 create the most amazing things you ever thought possible, but you really can't share them with anyone because if you do, not only will you expose yourself and, and in your own existence, it will negatively affect and potentially uh, kill everyone else around you. And the only way, uh, the only way you get to explain it is through like this cipher, which I mean, I, I really like that Renee called like a, a familiar, which is like the term for like a right. witch. Like, so you, so, but if you find someone like Shakespeare who, I mean, you know, assumably is like a relentless self promoter, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so you find this like imperfect vessel to put your work into for the rest of eternity. You're sitting there like with people being- And, like, and hoping oh, it works out, yeah. right? And yeah. Cause like, think of that prequel movie where it's like a young, you know, it's not gonna be John Hurt, but a, a John Hurt type, <laughs> young John Hurt type with like yeah. this young Shakespeare type. And I, I guess it would have to be a dark comedy, right? Because, no, it would like, be, it would be John Hurt. It would be John Hurt at that, it, cause I don't think you age really. Like, it, it, yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, yeah, exactly. John okay. Hurt's but, but, dead, so he can't play the part anymore. Well, play, yeah. that's- you kind of can. He's dead. I'm dead. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're burying the lead. At least he's no longer hurt. Anyway, but, but to have the idea that, like, you know, we talked earlier about like grievance being something that, like, for John, for uh, um, that's for, why I gave Tucker Carlson my script. Hopefully, <laughs> he reads my script and fills it with grievance. It, it be, it, it be, <laughs> it being something that, like. For him, it just happened. And he's like, that dick, you know, that asshole. And it's like, buddy, that was over 300 years ago. But it's but it's like, he's like, he's still pissed about it. Because, of course, of course he's pissed about it. They come out with, like, the Romeo and Juliet with, uh, 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 was it, um, uh, Chick from uh, uh, My So-Called Life and the other one. Oh, my, my script that I gave to Todd Grousen was about M&Ms that are, you know, you'd wanna, you want to have sex with them. But anyway. It's fantastic. It's, it's the song Sex and Candy. <laughs> So, but everything is on this incredibly long timeline, right? And and that includes like you know the the nice moments as well as the awful moments. And so the Adam character again, of course, I am literally the guy in the show with guitars on the wall behind me. Of course, I'm going to have some level of identification with this with this with this guy, right? But like the idea of you need to share it with somebody. 
but like you don't want to like you want to get it out there but you want to get it out there in such a way that doesn't um screw it up for everyone and i think that that's such an interesting dichotomy because it's so high stakes and played as low stakes and i think that's one of these is very brilliant about this film also the pace is ponderous and that's intentional now jarmusch is known for doing this like this 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 is like he's he's a pace of a glacier kind of director right but like it's so ponderous and i think it's it's one of the reasons why is to give you an idea of like playing with the idea of time as they sort of see it mm. right yeah. that, like you know even when they're in a hurry they're not really in that much of a hurry frankly it's also uh, I, mean, I also think the vampires you know like there's that scene where he's dropped like adam's driving and the police car goes past and they're like slow down type thing and you're yeah. like He's just kind of like, he's not even going that fast anyway. Right. He's, he's Exactly. He's driving like grandma speed, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. used to be the such and such like, factory. Yeah. And that. I, yeah. I also think that it's, I think that it's important that vampires, I mean, they don't get the, the 24 hours, right? Like they, uh, a lot of those hours, right. the sun is out. So you're kind of dealing with something where it's like, you know, a lot of people aren't out at night. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of dealing with like this, this low uh, silence that kind of goes through everything in this darkness. And like, they kind of have to hide away. And I, I really love the line where they're talking about uh, Eva and, and he's like, what was she like hanging out in her coffin all day? Like, cause it's like, yeah. that is like the, the classic, like, uh, you know, vampire. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and so, and so last thing is that like, obviously, you know, this is the, this is a low key, sexy, moody, melancholy movie. Low key. And, and that's, <laughs> and that's fantastic uh but there's there's so much at play here it's almost too nuanced for a general audience and again knowing conceptually that it came out at a time that the idea of what it means to be a vampire was being aggressively redefined by mediocre movies that we shall not mention and to have also a vampire that like uh you know again the fact that they're vampires is almost ancillary to the entire concept, but th like is really into science as an, as achievement for like, here, here are the things that they did well and is constantly disappointed at what humanity or the zombies, as he calls them has done. It goes back to like, look, I put out a record this, you know, last week and a half, one of the songs called the misplaced optimism of the doomed. And that's exactly, that's exactly Adam. Like he's an oh. optimist at heart. And, and like he's, he's 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 constantly heartbroken because it's like he wants it to be better, but like he's just like it just isn't though. And but the thing is, he doesn't stop trying with it, and he finds the joy where he can find it. Like when they're when they're just in that like um and then they they see I forget the artist's name, but like with the the with she's singing, he got the ebo, and he's like this is a beautiful moment, and that goes back to like one of the best quotes of the movie. But like I think that it's the key to understanding who that dude is and how they relate to each other and how they're so deeply in love. But like, again, still deeply in love, maybe in different countries, but then like maybe they're hanging out here for 10 years. And then like, again, it's like being mad at someone and like you hang out in the other room. <laughs> and this it's movie is brilliant because it does like all, it does all funny four that, five that, of those funny that She still has to take the plane. Like she still has to take the plane. Yeah. Exactly. But it, it does well, like, I even leave the house. And the second she's like, boom, he's up, gone, in the plane, see you later. COVID. No. <laughs> it, it does, like, so, so, last, thing, yes. last piece of this is that, like, it does, like, four or five things really well, whereas most movies struggle to do one. And then also incredibly prescient because ostensibly, good Lord, aren't we all wearing our 300-year-old bathrobes right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you no, buy I, your I, 
Oh, and it made me from uh, the, the shake. And my, 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 actually, I've got two, but yeah, I've got another one. That's from Kmart, just for that chick, in case she's wondering. Exactly. Well, I, you know, I wanted to give you my final thoughts, which is, you know, as they say, you drank Ian. You drank Ian. <laughs>